I'm going to press the record button just just so get that it's going. Down. Get some of this Why down. Not? Yeah, no, I was, I was I was looking at monitor stuff, and monitors have the stupidest fucking names going. There's no there's no like cool monitor name like this is the Asus cool monitor the ninety three. It's it's like all manufacturing manufacture codes and stuff like oh, this yeah. is the LW32G3921 because it's an ultra wide monitor and it's mm. 32 inches so it's like could you not like it, i will i will come in for free and take a monitor off you if you let me name your monitors <laughs> i uh i remember it was a particular bugger working at CEX trying to find a monitor on the oh, system like to give someone could... a price or something because if you put like one character slightly out of place or slightly wrong then you're not finding it. it um yeah. so and then because yeah when they added new codes onto the system and stuff they would never format it the same way twice oh so absolutely not it was, just such a, like, such like, a bugger. it was it was the same with uh scan but i luckily i only ever had to deal with two brands of monitors mm. and um they were pretty good with their name naming conventions. Still stupid as shit, like CX nine three one and stuff like that. But at least each one, each like progressive one had, you know, it followed a numerical and letter code. Mm. Like, but boy, boy, monitors can get expensive. Like the monitors that I really want are like more than the computer at this point. That's crazy. Yeah, I but remember when I got mine for for my PC. I literally went into my local PC world and looked at the the Acer ones they had, and it was like this is the one that's recommended for games, and I was like, okay, I'll have two, thanks. <laughs> and that was kind of it. I never done yeah, great. I love them. I, I I really like the two that I've got at the minute because the BenQ one that I've got is uh, does HDR okay, which is fine, mm. and I've got this 1080p one that I had at uni yeah um that same silver nice bezel nearly bezel less one from azus but it's got an ips display so it's held its own for five years now (laughs) and it's still going strong so like the only reason i would ever give this up is if you know it like if it conked out it it conked out at this point like um but also the pain in the ass about the azus one is there's no visa mounts on it so i'm like i want to start mounting get getting the monitors off the desks mm. because they take up so much room yeah there's yeah. so much space that i could be using True. to put more wires because it's like a fucking nightmare every time <laughs> i tidy it up i pull everything out i tidy it up and then i look back and it's exactly the same as i left it like, there's what, no winning what happened what yeah what happened How did it get like this i need matt mcmuscles to come through and uh Cable decisively manage cable manage my shit and make vague wrestling references is he good at cable management i've not seen that no i i just assume that he is you just want matt uh, mcmuscles specifically i just i just want matt mcmuscles you know, to go what happened hang out with yeah what happened there you go what happened um i've been watching tons of his shit yeah i never used to watch best friends play um which is obviously where he originally came from with willie and was- pat that where he's from yeah um I thought he was i thought i recognized like him in a beanie hat and i was like yeah. i recognize this dude it's not this dude is it yeah i never really it's... watched much of their stuff i only really watched stuff when he collaborated with max on various things um but yeah since they all kind of went their separate ways i i'm a, I'm a sucker for those kind of 
what happened style videos just like 15 minutes of talking you know like video essays style stuff yeah and i'm just like I-, I just kind of vacuumed all those up and now yeah, yeah. one of the guys i watch the most like i think the only ones that i've not watched are like the duke nukem forever ones uh the duke nukem forever one i and, did watch um, that yeah i mean i say that i've seen all of them at this point yeah like i only i I only skipped over like the duke nukem one because i was just like i know this inside and out already do you want matt to explain to you about george broussard no because i've (laughs) dealt with george broussard directly when we're at uni and he was the rudest motherfucker i've ever had to deal with surprised um like i yeah no considering that i followed duke nukem forever from 2008 until its release yeah like and was vaguely aware of it in 2006 because it was featured in a in an issue of NGC at some point for oh, some reason I think NGC. Um. Yeah. No. I. It's but like the but the one that they did on um with uh, uh on Killer Instinct with Maximilian. Yeah. yeah and I was just like it just sort of cemented like all these people have been buried on my YouTube recommendations for ages mm. because in favor of crap crap like, like, what? <laughs> like you don't want to name names well it's, it's you know crap like when when pewdiepie was that's that type of crap where mm. it's just like there's no educational or informational value here that mm. i use youtube for like, i'm like you all I, I, all I use youtube for now is video essays more or less yeah like the only entertainment and even then like the entertainment stuff that i watch is fairly dry like red letter media is not oh yeah the most entertaining to everybody um simpsons clips i guess yeah I want to buy a shoe nice cameo. It's so, so cheap. I still can't get over how cheap how shoe nice's rate is. I'm. I went back down like a cameo rabbit hole last night because I saw that the Undertaker's now on cameo after oh, his shit. retirement, and so I just I... started looking at how much people are. You could get like Booker T for 120 quid. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> do we get Rick Flair? Get... Is 400 pounds. Do we get Rick Flair to say, "Listen to Beans talk"? <laughs> could you imagine? use that instead of buying instead of buying uh ad space on facebook yeah instead of promoting posts or anything all you need is the nature boy it's just the nature boy we'll just post that every week <laughs> it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine i wish we could have uh, tony shivani so he could sing oof. that song again oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh shit yeah. well um we always end up right. talking somehow about YouTubers and their drama. It's because it's, it's, it's because it's, it's it's far more interesting than like Ollie and Lauren seem to reel us in from doing that. I guess when they're here, they, they reel us in because Ollie Ollie and Lauren have not lived that side of the internet. They yeah, they haven't spent the time on YouTube that that you and I have. They haven't gone on Blip TV. Different. Oh my god, Blip TV. Oh. And and watched an advert, a pre-roll advert before YouTube even thought of it. Not to mention, not to mention Darkseid Phil again. But, <laughs> but I do remember the period of time where he moved to Blip TV briefly while he was it's... going through some like YouTube copyright troubles. <laughs> so he had a temporary career on Blip TV. Yeah. Oh man, it's I. Oh, the the, com- the competitors to YouTube and how they've fallen. Yeah, I mean, even just thinking back to like live streaming and stuff as well, like before Twitch, 
Saying Blip TV just immediately brought back memories of Justin TV as well. Justin TV, which they they realized like, and they they watching them realize that gaming was like the hot thing, mm. and then switching to Twitch was like Justin TV users were not happy because Blog TV went down. Mm. Ustream wasn't bringing Ustream. in the viewers. I was trying to remember what the other one was. It was Ustream. This was where um, I used to watch all of the, my. TNA pay-per-views live back in the day. Yep, it's where I used to watch um 24 hour 24/7 Simpsons South Park nice. Family Guy. Yep. Um something for or, a 12-year-old to do their homework to in the background or something probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I did the amount of my entire um GCSE was spent living on while doing like my shitty sites. my shitty GCSE arts like <laughs> these live streams and stuff like that and then staying up way too late watching like the nasa live stream on Ustream. <laughs> that's surprisingly highbrow compared to the rest of what we said we watched on there oh well it's because you come from some degeneracy degeneracy so it was just like ah, i've watched this youtuber who's oh. testing his live stream and is streaming <laughs> at like 15 frames a second because pcs were just not made to live stream at that point <laughs> Gotta feel slightly better about myself. I'm gonna pretend I'm educated and watch some NASA. Yeah, it was. It was just like, oh, this is cool, yeah, and then I mean, you fall asleep to it because it's you're talking to someone on MSN in the w- chat window oh, behind next to it. Your laptop runs out because you've been watching the NASA live stream. Oh, COVID nineteen didn't exact didn't exist back then. Those were the good days. <laughs> Bro, wake up! It's two thousand nine. <laughs> Let's play some Call of Duty and drink some Monster Energy drink. Mick Foley's the TNA World Champion, Jacob. Oh, Maybe it's shit. not quite such good times. I don't know. Actually, actually, no, <laughs> Jacob, go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, should we start the shit? Yeah. Hello and welcome to another Two Bean Soup. It's Joel and Jacob in the evening, Monday evening. Turns out after 10 episodes of regularly scheduled weekend recording, we, we managed to fuck it up. We and, fell down. Uh, we fell down. But what yeah, did they say, so... Master Wayne? It's about how we get up again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting Michael, Michael Kyle to make yeah. an appearance. Master Wayne. Uh, Master Wayne. I'll what do they you. say about podcasts? They always get uploaded again. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's been a busy. It's been a. It was. It wasn't a busy weekend, but it was a very accidental. Oh no, weekend. Trust Ollian, me, that, that, Ollian... Mike, that Michael Caine reference was as much of a surprise for me as it was for you. <laughs> I think it just kind of came out. Jacob, <clears throat> I'm Ollie not wearing Lauren. hockey pads. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> uh, Ollie and Lauren are ill. Uh, they're yes. trapped in the uh, they're trapped in two separate buildings with oil drums. Um, mm. Sick house. So, so go rescue Harvey instead of um, the lady as far with as, the weird with uh, the weird lips. As far as we know, it's it's not it's not that Rona. They're just they're just ill with winter bug. Winter bug. Um, winter bug. Because because they're elderly. They are, I guess. Yeah, they are elderly. Um, so yeah, they'll be back next week with. We're all a bit elderly uh, now. We're all a bit elderly, but do you know what's not elderly, Jacob? So I was just trying to figure out who's the youngest out of all of us. <laughs> I think it is it. 
Is it you? I'm, I'm exposing that. I don't know when people's birthdays are. Yeah. Yours is I'm Feb- February. I'm February 95 is me. Uh, I, I'm September 94. Yeah. I think Ollie's September, uh, December 94. Lauren's And then Lauren's, Lauren's like Ollie, 300 right? years old at this point. <laughs> So, wow. okay, there you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, yes, but do you know what's not old? What is not old? The PlayStation 5. You're telling me, oh boy, you got you, you fought the masses, you, you, Somewhat. <laughs> um, you, you did a spinning roundhouse kick and you got your PlayStation 5, yeah, pre ordered months ago. So, I'll it doesn't really, it's, it's not, it's not as I'll admit, it's, well, it, it was nice to kind of sit back from the from yeah what looked like the the marketplace hellscape that it was is, people trying to buy ps5s on on launch day um it, the the it, it not since i'd say not since the wii i've mm. seen such um th- then again the original playstation 3 was pretty hard to come by at the time which is weird because when whenever i think of like semi-botched console launches i would say the ps3 was up there just to its price point and such that was that was a price point and like do you buy the 25 gig one or the 60 gig one one of them can't play ps3 games and one of them can't do linux <laughs> which was the was selling linux a big a big selling point for ps3 no but it did it did land sony in court when they decided to remove it I didn't. Because... I generally, this is the first I've ever heard that PS3 could do Linux. The the original big fat PS3 yeah. and some and up until a point, uh, the slim PS3s could do Linux. What would you do? Uh, it was just run Linux, but it was two thousand six variations of yeah. It was two thousand six variations of Linux and stuff. It was like Sony put it in there in the same way that Sega put in Windows CE into right. Dreamcasts. <laughs> Um, it was like a neat thing that they could do on the side and maybe someone will find some use for it. Well, oh, interesting. Um, this was when Sony thought that cell computing was going to be, the cell processors were going to be the hot shit. Mm. And the only time I've ever seen it come up outside of video game podcasts that cell processors where PS3s would come together and they would become more powerful <laughs> the more PS3s in the, it connected to the network. Just make some kind is, of Voltron PS3 amalgamation. Oh yeah, but it, a season finale episode of um, Person of Interest used it as a major plot point. Person of Interest. Person of Interest. That is a it is a dad show for dads. Oh, that might explain um, why I've about, not heard of it. About but so uh, bearing in mind, like I, I, I sat down with my dad. It was like in the afternoon or something. He was watching this last episode, like these last few episodes of Person of Interest, mm-hmm. and a major plot point is that they've got a subway car full of ps3s that they're going to use to hack a mainframe that's amazing um and i was like that's so computing that's a legit legitimate that thing that they thought could out. happen um but obviously cell computing long since dead tell me oh, of okay. blazing flat fast or oh, blazing fast yeah blazing fast yes five so yeah no it might i got mine on launch day delivered by the the lovely man from curry's um and yeah as i say i i pre-ordered weeks in advance back when it was the day that the pre-orders came out i, I was quite lucky in that i managed to get one by braving the the virtual curry's queue as it were um <laughs> and then our, lauren said that on launch day the, the curry's queues were like 120 times worse than what i experienced because yeah, i think there was about 
uh, a thousand people in the queue when I was doing it um, on the day pre-orders opened, and then yeah, Lauren yeah, hit so us with I, the numbers. Yeah, I gave it a look around. I'd say three o'clock in the morning. Mm. I was just like, yeah, let's just check, and I giggles. couldn't even load. I just couldn't even load the page. Like, never mind. Yeah, I mean, I fully expected when I got into numbers. the website. Um, on the day pre-orders launched that I would be, they'd be like, yeah, you can get on the website. There's no PS5s here, but you're in the website now. Um, and But no, I, I managed to get one checked out and it came about, I don't know, one th- 1.30 in the afternoon on the Thursday. Very stress-free as it goes. Um, Stress, stress-free. Now you don't have to think about it. Yeah, very, very You've lucky. You've got no FOMO setting in. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I've written up some, some stuff, uh, about Ooh. it that I'll kind of go through. I thought I'd make some notes as I went. Um, I say some stuff. I've got quite a lot actually. <laughs> um, go for it. So I've got, yeah, we, I've got, we've got time. I'm all ears because I am in a roundabout I, way. I was like, it's, it's okay that Ollie and Lauren aren't here because I've got an awful lot to say on my own. So I'd probably yeah, um, take up a couple Yeah, the, a the only the only FOMO stuff that started to hit me is weirdly Astro's Playroom. I am going to get into Astro's Playroom because that's probably uh, the thing I have the most to talk about, which is weird. Yeah, like I, that's this is the weird thing. It is the most I've seen people talk about. And now I'm like, I want i want to I want to play with this weird controller. Yeah, like that's that's the thing that's sort of like hitting me the most is like i don't get to play with the new technology until yeah like next year kind of as a as a preface um i'll say that obviously kind of graphically wise it's it's a nice jump for me in particular because it was a move from original ps4 to ps5 i didn't have the ps4 pro mm. or anything like that so that's noticeable for me but otherwise hardware kind of in mind it's it is the controller is the big thing that you're going to notice more than anything else um Speaking kind of specifically about the, the console itself, I guess, to start with, um, getting it out of the box and stuff, it's a very no-frills kind of packaging situation. There's no fancy fanciness to it in terms of how it's actually packaged up. But um, when you get the console out, I kind of immediately picked it up because everything I've heard about the console is how fucking huge it is. Yeah, Everyone's like, it's a, it's a big boy. Um, and honestly... <laughs> I've handled a lot of Xbox Ones in, in my days, in my kind of couple of years I had at CEX. Yep. And realistically, I'd say it's not any bigger than an original Xbox One was. Ooh. Ooh. In, in, in terms so, of like so th- height, it's probably a little bit taller when it's kind of like lying horizontally. But when it comes to like actual width wise, it's similar, if not maybe a little bit less, I would say. Just off the top I of think that I think I think the thing that always makes it look huge is that it's got giant popped collars on it. Yes, um, I've I've written that it's a weird shape to look at in person because of obviously the curvature of the system. Um, to where I, I the only thing I can think of when I kind of pick it up and look at it is it's a bit like a seeing eye picture because I never feel like I'm looking at it <laughs> straight on. <laughs> You like twist it round and it still feels like you're looking at it at a weird angle just because it's curved in all these different places. I'm like, where can I look at this straight on, like on a normal profile? And I just don't think you can. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a very peculiar shape for a console. Um, it fit nicely enough in my TV unit. It's occupying where my PS4 used to ah, be. Yeah. You've got, you had a big enough space. Yeah, we've got a pretty, pretty big space. I've had to, as I say, relegate the PS4 um, to down the side of the tv unit now but 
It's like... Is is there a reason for you to keep it hooked up? The PS4 is not hooked up anymore. And that was kind of one of the things that actually made the setup really easy was that it basically uses all of the same cables. So I didn't even have to take the cables out of the TV or anything like that. Oh, I literally just unplugged was, them out of the back of the PS4, plopped the PS4 the to one side and then just whacked the same HDMI and figure of eight cable in to power it. That was the same. That was the same with um, taking the PS3 and replacing it with a PS4. Yeah. It was just like I can just fucking slot this in. Exactly. There's no, there's no issue here. Um, no, so that's... I do feel a bit bad for my PS4 because it, it is a console that I do still obviously hold quite a lot of reverence for. But a lot of the stuff that you were probably playing on PS4 now, wow. presumably you're just playing on that's your PS5. I'm like, I don't really think my PS4 serves much of a purpose anymore. I can't think of a single thing that it does that I can't really do with my PS5. Um, this, this, this is, this was like, um, so my. So my dad's girlfriend's son is currently after a PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, well, you know, once you get it, you're going to have to get rid of the Xbox One mm. that you've got at the minute um, because you can't have both. That's that's just not... You simply you know, can't. Sell, sell the Xbox One. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm just sort of like, he's not going to get anything for this Xbox One. No, no know, one has any need for these old consoles anymore. There is nothing that plays on an xbox one or a ps4 that can't be played on these newer yeah up-to-date consoles if you get what i mean the only like, kind of market i feel that there there would be and that is, is someone that we used to see quite a lot of cex where people who obviously hadn't for, for maybe like monetary reasons or whatever have missed out on this past generation and then they're going to be playing catch up and they're like okay yeah i'll actually get a ps4 now that they're a bit cheaper yeah, now the new stuff's I, out but that's not I, a massive subsection but of people, i also I think. No, also this time around, like if these people really want to catch up on the last generation, like it's at this point, I would say, hey, get an Xbox Series S. Yeah. Wait for an Xbox sale, which is very frequent, or just get Game Pass Mm. and you have a whole bevy of stuff to get to, which is the nice thing about this shift to this generation, though. Yeah, absolutely. There's, it's, backwards compatibility is actually there at launch and not some weird yeah I'll, I'll, it's something that i kind of took note of a bit later down the line but as we're talking about it um i will mention um that i have tried out some of the ps4 backwards compatibility with it um to i downloaded danganronpa v3 because we were halfway through playing that when the transition happened um mm. downloaded it straight to my console downloaded my save data from the cloud as well um and just picked off from where i left off it was incredibly stress-free <laughs> have um, you noticed any performance differences well i've played i've played two ps4 games so far on it um mm. danganronpa is never much of a ball buster when it comes to performance because it's largely visual novel style yeah characters talking on a flat plane sort of thing so I mean, it loads nicely. That's most of the the benefits that you hear about is that, oh yeah, it loads real quick. It loads quicker than it would do normally. And yeah, I mean, generally speaking, it does. Um, I've also, and you're going to go, ooh, at this. I've also downloaded Genshin Impact onto it because um, Hannah started playing Genshin Impact on her phone like a, like a crazy mofo, just put loads of hours into it over the past <laughs> few days. And I was like, well, is this something that you'd want to play together? Because if so, I can kind of pick up my old account again and we can start going through it. Um, and much like I, I say with the graphical fidelity side of things, um, 
I didn't have the PS4 Pro. I just ran Genshin on the original PS4, and I can notice that the frame rate is so much better. Yeah, oh you're God. probably getting like a similar experience what I got on it just, uh, PC or what Hannah's getting on mm. uh, her mobile. Original PS4 point. Genshin was chuggy at the best of times sometimes it it makes me curious if they ever do a switch version apparently that's the plan so i've heard that um which they will be doing so so have they added cross play for phones and ps4 yet uh ps playstation yet i don't know i don't actually know Uh, that might be an interesting thing for you to explore to see if they've actually done that otherwise this will all be for naught (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh backwards compatibility wise anyways the the experiences i've had with it so far have been perfect really nothing to nothing to moan about um speaking back on the on the console itself um it i mean yeah as i say i use the ps4 cables to actually set it up so i haven't used any of the main ps5 ones uh there's the neat little light on the front (laughs) um and generally speaking yeah the setup itself um while because i think i've seen some people setting up the their series x's um there's a few more steps to the ps5 one that make it seem a bit more complex but it's still generally just kind of display stuff and updates and whatever um got your necessary hdmi 2.1 cable and jazz yeah um one of the nice things it does, and I actually don't know if the Xbox does this, um, is if you've got a game disc ready to go near the start of the setup, it's like, if you put your game disc in now, we'll start installing it while we're setting your console up, um, just to save you some time. Uh, and I'm like, so from right. what I've heard about the Xbox stuff is like, um, because most of it's done through the phone, like you mm. can you can just straight up do set up through the, through the phone and stuff, mm. but it will down, it will install and let you install stuff. Hmm. basically uh, you know As like you're been. always able to download in the background and yeah, you know, yeah things like that but this will like straight up like hmm. uh install from the disc or um when you're copying stuff over from you know hard drive to ssd and internal ssd and stuff yeah um it'll let you do that in the background as hmm. uh, so- yeah um it was at this point where it was actually doing the setup and kind of system update side of things that I noticed for the first time the fan come on and it was quite noisy. Um, but yeah, I'm I not s- sure if that's just because I feel like it's amplified because it's on a stand and it's not sat directly on my unit, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Oh, like vibrations. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's kind of because it's got that kind of, if, if you've not seen it, it's got like a circular stand with like a kind of grabby claw hand on the back um and you regardless of what position you have the console in horizontal or vertical you put it on the stand um i guess because it's because of the curvature of the system it's not something that will stand on its own very well um and yeah i don't know if that kind of amplifies the sound of the the fan or not but um kind of speaking to that it is something that does kind of pop on every now and then like i've noticed it when i've been playing stuff like spider-man um it comes on for like five to ten seconds and then goes away again so it's not oh it's just, it's literally doing like optimization cooldown yeah, sort of thing but it is something you definitely will notice when it comes on it's not like you know it's not quiet by any stretch <laughs> um but it as i say it's never on for like a long period of time to where you'll actually kind of get irritated by it i would say that's that's good to know yeah that's all it's always is th- this is the thing like whenever i've heard people talking about these consoles and stuff it's just like yeah they're the new consoles that's it yeah but actually having this conversation of like 
the nitty th- you know the nitty gritty things that you, the, the general public the don't people gotta really, know <laughs> you know the general public don't really care about but i care about yeah, absolutely like these little things quite a bit of like you know it's have you noticed any loading interesting time anyway yeah um i mean judging by from from when they took the system apart before the the game before the console came out on on youtube to my understanding i think a, a big part of why the console is so big is because the fan is so big mm, i think the fan was, was huge that, <laughs> i think yeah it's it's basically like if you lift those lids off you're going to just be met with fan and heat sink. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, a lesson learned from the previous generation. Well, yeah. I mean, from the previous few, yeah, previous few generations, really. It's been an ongoing battle. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, otherwise, setup wise, there was an update specifically for the controller as well. I'm not quite sure what that does. Uh, I think it fixed. Uh, I, I want to say it fixed a bug where it wasn't charging in the front port. I can tell you that it didn't fix that because <laughs> I encountered that problem. Ah, this so this was an issue I saw on Twitter pop up. Yes, uh, the uh, one of the directors at three four three was like, "Hey, my controller's not working," and people were like, "Is it because you got a hard drive plugged in? Uh, is it this? Is it that?" And mm. it's like, "No, it's just not." it's just not recognizing it and it turns out like ah you've got to plug it in the back yeah so i i had the exact same problem um i i started playing it obviously the controller comes with most of its charge in it anyway so i plugged it in played my share and then uh turned it off to to have my lunch and then i'll go back to it after lunch so i was like i'll plug my controller in so it'll it will charge because one thing that i will moan about is the charging cable itself is like comically short so <laughs> I'm not in a position where my PS5 is set up to where I can really play it with it's the like, wire plugged it's like in. Fi- it's like five inches long. You I literally you, 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 would. Ha- I, so because this happened um, where the controller just didn't charge when I had it plugged in the front port when the console was in rest mode, um, I came back to it, turned the console on, and it was like, your controller's not got any charge, mate. So I literally had to pull up one of my dining room chairs um, into my oh, kind of living my. space and sit like inches away from the TV. <laughs> just so i could continue playing it it's, while i had as i say another the controller plugged into the back um which was one of the kind of temporary an- fixes another I, I can another generation thing. of keeping a charging plug next to you at all times while playing games well this is the thing because we've got um the macbook chargers um yeah which we have for hannah's laptop and also we use it for our switches as well um and as far as I can tell, I plugged that into the the dual sense, and that wouldn't charge it either. Um, oh, so I'm a bit uh, like, that might mm. that might be it. Uh, sur- uh, surge protection, yeah, because probably. the MacBook charges are sixty five watts yeah. a pop, um, which is why the switch has that weird thing where it will work perfectly with a MacBook charger, but it will not work with a hundred watt charger, yeah, because. That's too much. You don't want to explode um, it. <laughs> so I, I, I'd, I'd look into getting hold of like a, put, putting that USB the, what, what, <laughs> the USB the USB cable that came with it and plug it straight into like a phone charger or something. Yeah, I feel like um, I tried that. I can't remember though. Um, but so, so it's say, my main gripe with the the kind of hardware side of things at the very least, yeah, is that the charging situation is a bit weird 
in that sense. I just have to be kind of on top of it. I'll just get the the cable plugged in the back for now and just kind yeah. of because it's not like the controller's got a bad battery life anyway. Um, I have to, I don't have to charge it very often as long as I remember to put it in overnight, sort of thing. It'll see me through the whole day, probably. Um, with the That's amount right, I've been then. playing it, so it's it's not a massive issue. It's just something you got to keep a keep a track of, really. Um. Which actually brings us nicely to the controller itself. Uh, got a few notes about that one. Um, it's definitely a lot more weighty than the DualShock 4 is the first thing that I noticed. Um, it's it's a fair bit heavier. It kind of I held the DualShock 4 in one hand and the DualSense in the other, and it, it kind of made the DualShock feel plasticky, like plastic, and yeah. a lot more like a toy. <laughs> um, so I I weirdly had this. Uh, experience when holding my ps4 controller after uh, at the same time of holding like your when we were at uni Mm. um like holding the xbox one controllers yeah and then holding the ps4 controller i'm like oh this feels like a i I could snap the ps4 controller you don't notice until you kind of do it simultaneously yeah um but it's good to know that it's i, I like a, a hefty piece of plastic to as my controller it is hefty you definitely um, won't get the sensation that you feel like you can snap it easily or anything like that with the dualshock 4 um in that case i suppose a lot of that heaviness is is the the much lauded haptics. haptic feedback uh sort of stuff in there um which we will definitely get into because it is the main kind of big feature of the of the controller um mm. kind of side points on the controller would be there's the face buttons i'd say are a bit less clicky um they kind of feel a bit spongier but not strictly in a bad way um and uh, as i say yeah the main difference you'll notice is in the vibrations which i will explore with astro's playroom oh look at you with your segues it's like i've been podcasting for years joe (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah astro's playroom uh is a game that comes pre-installed on your playstation 5 so everyone has it Oh, it actually comes pre-installed. Ah, is this not a thing that you were aware of? Um, no, I thought I thought it was like um, it just sort of appeared on your account. I may not be okay. Like... I think you might be actually be right there. You, I think it it's just a free download at the very least, so free you don't have to have it if you don't want. But honestly, but... you may as well. <laughs> it's a it's a new console, and you've probably only got like one or two games. You may as well get it, which is basically the the kind of thought process I had. Um, as well as I'd also seen a couple of people kind of talk about it and saying that it was a very good introduction to all of the new controllers functions, which is ultimately what it serves as. It's a, a very fancy tech demo for the DualSense's new kind of uh, all its new features and things like that. Um, specifically, when you start the game, before you actually get into the main kind of bulk of the game itself, um, it specifically just goes through the functions themselves. So it give, the first one was resistance on the triggers so it kind of gimmicks it in such a way where each trigger controls like a like a rocket booster sort of thing oh. and if you push down on it it gives you it really does push back it's really strange because obviously you know what a trigger feels like normally um, yeah but the the kind of nearest comparison i could imagine it's like is when you're pulling a trigger on a gun um where you know you kind of have to really pull down on it to kind of actually get that click and then for the rest of the kind of motion to go through um it kind of feels a bit like that and then yeah each of the triggers you can kind of push down push down push down then it clicks and then you go down all the way and then the kind of rocket exhaust fires from the bottom of the controller 
Um, does it does does it feel as if like it could go wrong in a way where if you were to fight back against the triggers you might be snap the mechanism inside i don't think so if i'm honest i'm not entirely sure how they've managed to do it <laughs> how it how the kind of mechanics of it and whether exactly as far as i'm aware the controller itself does have little rocket boosters in it <laughs> um, so i'm honestly not sure how they've made the triggers more resistant and how they can kind of tweak that depending on what's going on gameplay wise because it's not normally like that it's only on certain kind of parts of certain games where they'll be like okay you're yeah you're flying this rocket or you're shooting a gun so naturally when you're pulling the trigger there's going to be a bit more resistance to it um so it's it's not like that normally i'm not sure how they've managed to kind of do that so it's on such an ad hoc basis but it's very cool nonetheless (laughs) um there's also microphone support which is pretty standard um these days you can blow into it you know and things will happen. yeah i was i was i was listening to jeff gersman talk about how he had that turned off just really? because uh he turned he turned it off before he even launched like astros oh, right. playroom and stuff um and it doesn't so instead of reactivating it for the game or telling you like hey your microphone's off doesn't. and it it will just automatic that section it will just automatically start oh like after two seconds, it will just automatically start the okay. whatever the section the is. Part. Yeah, oh, interesting. I mean, you do need it for certain parts of that game, unless there are alternative ways of getting around it. If you don't, yeah. Want so, that. like, I think it's like, did you say it's like blowing into fans? And so, literally, yeah. In Astro's player, in the meantime, that you'll blow into stuff is when there's like a platform attached to a fan, and you blow into the fan, and it moves the platform. Yeah. So that basically, like, give it two seconds, and it will. If you have the microphone turned okay. off, it will just suddenly start. Thing. Okay, that's, yeah. that's actually that's a, a nice consideration at the very least. Um, the touchpad has made a return as well. It functions very similarly to how the touchpad does on the DualShock 4. Um, it probably won't get does used it... in a lot of games, I guess. <laughs> Look, it became the map button. Essentially, it's it? the map button in Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Yep. Um, so, it's, yeah. it's a dedicated map button. Pretty much. Um and but I don't know what I'd do without it. Exactly, it's it's kind of it's it's a staple now on the PlayStation yeah, yeah. side of things. Um, and finally, the motion control as well, which was one of the cool kind of little demos they had at the very beginning, um, which was so the the touchpad opens up and it pours a load of little robots into your controller, and the <laughs> uh, the touchpad then closes again, and you can feel the robots rattling about in the controller. And if you move it up uh... to like one side all of the robots will shift all over to one side. You can do it the other oh. way. It's, it's freaky, man. It's, it's cool though. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like a further advanced version of that, uh, uh, rabbits, uh, rabbits go home game where, they, uh, they, there was like the home, the hub area was like the inside of the Wii remote. Oh yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you could like, you could like press the buttons and beat up the rabbit. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's like another level, but also like, just feeling like hundreds of these robots underneath your controllers giving me like my skins mm. like starts to go skeevy it's and one of the things i i think it really is re- is remarkable because it how specific this vibration slash haptic stuff is um like moving along from that when you get into the main game the actual main game of astro's playroom is like a, a 3d platformer basically um where you run around um 
all four different worlds that are all based on different components of the PlayStation 5 itself because the game takes place inside the PS5 like physically supposedly. Oh, okay. So the the four worlds you've got like the SSD speedway and the G- the <laughs> GPU jungle and and stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's very cute. One thing I will say is the game is very very charming um in kind of how it treats it's- that sort of thing. It's like another. It's like another. It's like also taking like the old like hardware wars from the nineties of like blast processing yeah. and stuff oh my like God. that, making but like making it three times bigger by yeah. The entire game is our advertisement. Yeah, um, you already own the console. You can't play this without the console. So now you're going to tell you how good you've got it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. The actual main bulk of the game is is that kind of three D platforming through those areas. And even just walking through the hub world where you're walking on like a glass floor, just the little like tippy taps of your robot running around on the glass floor. It comes oh, through like man. so like tiny on the controller, but you can still feel it. And it's 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 really great. I've not experienced anything like it. And actually, um, I said I was going to quote Hannah on this because she's played through most of Astro's Playroom as well now because I was like, you've got to try this. It's really cool. Um, and as soon as she got to the main game after going through all the tech demo stuff and started running about, she said, this feels like sex. Um, <laughs> so i don't know if, how you want to read into that read into me and hannah's relationship at all uh, as well about you're like a hundred wriggly robots mate, i'm like a haptic feedback <laughs> controller me <laughs> um got that hd rumble boy oh yes um i don't remember the names of the other two the, t- the other two worlds but there's a beach level and kind of like a meadow cloudy sort of level as well um but as you're kind of going through the levels, yeah, this this haptic feedback, you feel largely you feel it on the different environments that you're running through. So whether you're running on grass or on stone or on clouds or whatever, you feel it through there. You also feel like the environmental effects as well. So when the wind's blowing at you and when it's raining, you feel the little kind of pitter parry sort of thing on the, your little umbrella that you've got on your robot. Oh, man. It's really cool. Just, ima- just imagine like what first party sony games are going to do with this thing yeah i mean nothing's been i mean i've played a couple of games later on which i'll kind of yeah get to um but i, I would say nothing's done it as expansively as astro's playroom has so far no but this is this is this seems like it's the extreme this tech is, demo yeah this like... is to show off the the dual sense more than anything that was like a peak kind of selling yeah. point of this game this whereas what, this is it's a nice bonus give... for the other ones so far Give us six months and we'll have something else that matches this sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in terms of the actual game itself, it's a very pretty game. It's a kind of cartoony, styly sort of game, largely populated by these cute little Wally-esque robots, well, Eva-like robots, um, including Astro himself, who's like a blue version of one of these robots um, with a little cape and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, mainly the, the controller aspects don't kind of feature that hard in the platforming side you usually get those gimmicks a lot more in the vehicle sections of the game of which there is one style of vehicle section per world um okay so there's like a ball section where you're where you're controlling like a morph ball from metroid is is the best way i could kind of describe it um using the touchpad um you fly around on a spaceship in the ssd um section which is controlled by the the resisting triggers that i mentioned before 
Um, and then the motion controls is largely uh, you have a monkey suit and a frog suit that you end up using as well, um, which are controlled by the motion. Um, they're all pretty unique, and I'd, I'd say they're all fun. Some of them are better than others. Um, the spaceship itself is my favorite, but that's just because I think I'm really kind of taken with the way that they've done these triggers more than anything. Um, sounds This sounds cooler than it has any need to be. It's ultimately like it kind of, yeah, the what I came out feeling of it. I was like, this has so much more effort put into it than they ever needed to <laughs> really this, yeah it could have literally just been the blow into the microphone here's the triggers and here's a little area for you to run around in a little 20 minute uh, sort of thing 20 minutes you'll show your mates this and then that'll be it yeah um the game kind of itself would be a nice distraction distraction kind of normally um but i would say it's also amplified due to the charm of the game um astro himself and the little robots are super cute um and i mean I said this to Hannah, and I'm not sure kind of how much you'll agree with it, um, but Sony have struggled for so long to try and find a little, cute, family-friendly mascot. I think the nearest they've got in recent oh. years has been Sackboy. Oh, definitely. And I'm like, um, like this but, but, could, so- if they gave it legs, it not like physical legs, if they actually gave <laughs> the franchise a bit of oomph and a bit of kind of it, actual it gumption behind like it, it totally could this- be. You know, weirdly, this seems like what Knack was trying to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but where Knack failed, this seems, you know, like of, you know, Knack then tried to be a traditional video game. This is, yeah, this is something you know, a bit different. inherently just a free demo mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but no, like Nintendo, uh, Sony have always struggled with this. Like they've always come out, you know, with the message of like, we don't need a mascot. We're not the mascot company mm. and stuff like that. But it's very clear that they're always looking for, like you said, sack boy. Mm. And then if you look to Japan, the two little cats oh, yeah, that they've always had. Taro or something like that. Yeah. They're in, they're in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, yeah. That's how I know their uh, names vaguely. Um, it's, it's stuff like that. But they, it, you, like you said, like if they gave, if they gave the developers of this, more time mm. to make a full game like it could rival that variety pack of platforming action that you get out of a mario game yeah, like I a mean, 3d mario game this is the thing and i mean what really works in its favor as well is it's obviously as i say it's very charming it's very cute but also the main other thing that i absolutely love about this game um is that not only does it serve as a um kind of tech demo for the dual sense but it also acts as a celebration of playstation history i don't know how much of this you've seen uh so i so this is the only stuff that i've like actively like i need to see what they're referencing yeah uh, because and it it is stuff like um it is weird stuff like the playstation one uh lid um the screen screen and stuff like that so yeah the way in which it kind of cuts yeah the way it handles the the kind of celebration of playstation history kind of side of things is mainly through the collectibles that you'll be getting throughout the levels so in each area there are four jigsaw pieces you can collect which basically when you get back to your hub world you have this thing called the playstation labo which you then which is what you fill out basically with all your collectibles uh, hmm. The jigsaw pieces fill out like a mural on the back of the, on the back on the back wall of the the PlayStation Lab, um, which kind of has like a big kind of artwork piece of all the Playstations and various things that were important to each console throughout the years and things like that. Um, 
And then there's the artifacts as well, which there's two in each section as well, which, uh, as you say, are different pieces of PlayStation related hardware um, from throughout the years. So, I mean, each of the four worlds focuses on one console generation. So, for instance, the meadowy, cloudy one focuses like all of the artifacts and all the jigsaw pieces you get in that section are PlayStation 1 related. So you'll get things like PS1 memory card, the PlayStation 1 style disc with the black uh, the black backing and things black like bottoms. that. Yeah. Um, as well as even things like the PlayStation 1 mouse and the multi-tap. And when you pick these up, it shows you them and you can zoom in and they're such high-res models that I'm like... I'm sure not many people would appreciate this kind of thing. Like like when Hannah was picking them up, she was looking at them. She was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that existed. But when I, I kind of got them, I picked it up and then zoomed in and I'm looking in all like the nooks and crannies and I'm like, well, they've even got the serial number where it would be and, and things like that. <laughs> um, and you I rotate think... them with the motion on the controller. And I'm like a complete nerd for this kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah, because like I got a little bit of flutter. Like I despise it. But I have vague, you know, fond, nostalgic memories about it. Like I saw, like the buzz controllers yeah. being featured, the and buzz I was controllers like, were in they, there. they didn't need to model these buzz controllers in 4K. It's ridiculous how detailed ridiculous they are, textures and stuff like that, and then make them interactable. Yeah, just some of the um, things like when you get the consoles themselves. I opened up the original PlayStation, for instance. You can open the disc tray. And I was just looking at the laser being like, wow, this is so detailed because I've looked at that laser a billion times with my own one. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this because, is because it's like, is, is this PlayStation working? It, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if it'd be great if there was like um, a button for you to turn it over so that it would work because your uncle chipped it and broke it. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> speaking, Astro's uncle's back room. <laughs> oh god! I got a chip PlayStation that you can play Grand Theft Auto Three on if you want. <laughs> um so those are kind of one of the big kind of aspects of nostalgia because i'm surprised at how as you say some how deep some of these deep cuts go and they're very self-aware about some of these things like with the pieces of hardware that didn't even strictly take off like they had the the iToy camera my favorite description because they have like a little tagline with each one when you get it it's like this is the iToy camera and here's a little kind of quip about it um and the ps2 iToy camera literally said keeps your granny entertained <laughs> and that's literally all they had to say about the iToy camera. And I'm like, that's great. true though. It's oh, yeah. true. Granny's loved it. I, th- I think my, I think my, I think my auntie was the only person who had their iToy plugged in more than exactly. a week. Yeah. Um. So that's where a lot of kind of the nostalgia side of things go to. And when you've got them in the PlayStation Lab area, they're these huge, huge models that you can run around as Astro and jump on them and kind of you know interact with them as you want to. Um, and also kind of through all the levels as well, um, you'll find these little kind of scenes, as it were, so that you'll find a little mm. robot dressed in like cameraman gear, um, <laughs> holding up a camera, uh, looking at a couple of other robots who are usually reenacting some kind of scene or whatever from a famous PlayStation property. Um, not even strictly limited to Sony first party stuff themselves. Um, so for instance, just like stuff that you would stuff that you would you know, play on PlayStation or stuff that became yeah. famous on PlayStation. So some of my favorite ones, for instance, is on the space level, I turned the corner and there was a robot dressed as Dante who was juggling, <laughs> juggling another robot in the air by shooting little balls at it from his two little guns. Mm, I found that's incredible. Yeah, there's stuff like there's stuff like Lara Croft in there. There's obviously last of us, crash bandicoot even going to things like 
I found a Vib Ribbon reference in there. It, I found I found like one dressed as Metal Gear Solid, uh, as Metal Gear Solid, a Solid Snake. <laughs> um, oh, what was the one that there's like a Bloodborne Hunter in there as well? There's there's tons of them. It's just oh, Alucard from Symphony of the Night as well. Even he was in there. Now that's there's like just that's a, that's a, that's little... a cut they didn't need to make exactly yeah just all these tiny little references to games that got famous on on playstation and i'm like this game treats the history of playstation with such reverence that i'm like i feel like obviously because nintendo are a com- are the company that's been around the longest that are still making consoles these days um their history gets celebrated quite a lot but i think people tend to forget that playstation's been around as long as it has been and it's like I mean, it's like 20 years old 94 yeah. 94 that playstation one so, like it's got a hell of a history to it that it's, largely it's, it's doesn't got, get these kind of you know because nintendo's got like, shit like smash and whatever where they can oh just yeah, be like look like, at nintendo but and as like yeah. as important as nintendo is i don't i think people forget that sony is vital to a lot of what the industry does nowadays absolutely like sony jumping in in the 90s to video games and people going like who the record you know the the, the cd player yeah. maker the tv maker like they're gonna start making video get what oh my god like is it gonna be a walkman and then you play it on a little lcd street <laughs> and it's like no we're fucking gonna kick everyone's ass and bring cds and stuff like yeah. that and this like i think people you know like i i will never be one of those playstation warriors that you see on twitter or social media who are you know like the last of us the last of us is the greatest thing that's ever been oh, gifted to <laughs> like but to but like you said like to not recognize that sony have this an extensive history yeah extensive history but extensive history and like tons of games just would never have been mm, without really. a playstation being there like resident evil mm. devil may cry um like I did most of Capcom's yeah, as well. Yeah, like most of Capcom's stuff and most of Square Enix's stuff would never have like there would be no Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Without the PlayStation because we can't fit this on a cart, but we can fit it on four discs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy. I did find the Buster Sword in uh, in that game as well. So there is oh. a Final Fantasy reference too. They... That's one of the more kind of easy to find ones as well. They wanted you to find that. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the collectibles are like they want you to find them rather than like having to actively. Some of them are really kind of tucked away, but then yeah, a lot of them are very kind of plain like, to see. At some point, it has to be a game where it has to have like secrets tucked away and stuff like that. Hmm. But it sounds like a lot of them are fairly easy. It wants to you get to see it. Of. It wants you to reminisce, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, just as a tangent, like side, like did you know that Square Enix still produce PlayStation One discs, like now? Yeah, For like what? if if you like uh, offbeat JRPGs and like Final Fantasy eight and nine and stuff like that, They're still making them. Uh, so if if you request it from their store, they will. They, it's not like a black bottom PlayStation disc. It's just a plain, yeah, you know, CD. CDR yeah. one, um, with the stuff printed on it, but. Yeah, no, they've made some deal with some company and have been doing it for years, apparently, on the low key, and it's like fifteen dollars so cool. for a PlayStation One copy of Final Fantasy VIII. Wow, I like that. Um, That's nice. They're keeping the keeping it alive, keeping it alive. Yeah. Uh, so when it, tell me more yeah. of this yeah, yeah, console, yeah. though. Um. So yeah, just kind of uh, to wrap up with Astro's Playroom, 
I think there's like mm. 70 or 80 of those references in total with those little scene sort of things. So there's a hell of a lot crammed in there with these little kind of cute things you'll find. Um, there is one thing I, w- I I'm going to ask you whether you want to talk about it or not. The final boss of Astro's Playroom is possibly the deepest cut of all of them, and I don't know if you want it spoiled or not. Jacob, you know, you know, I don't care about spoilers unless I'm actively like I'm not going to see Astro's Playroom for another year at least. Like, okay, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for the end of Astro's Playroom, which took me, I want to say about three four hours in total so it's not like a really long game but and it's not far, you know, far longer than like, it had to be <laughs> it's like it's like spoiling the end of like a mario game hey yeah there's a final there's boss be, there's a final boss so yeah spoilers for, spoilers for this i'm going into it so once you've finished all four worlds you don't have to collect all the stuff but once you've at least finished all four worlds um a kind of gate opens up underneath the main hub world that you go into that's called 1994 throwback um now, Joel, did you ever play Demo Disc 1 on the PS1? <laughs> it's not that fucking head, is it? It's not the head. That's where I thought it was going to, because um, that was the boss in PlayStation All-Stars as well. Um, on a lot of the Demo Discs, specifically Demo Disc 1 is the one that they reference, but I'm sure it was on other ones as well. There was like a tech demo for a T-Rex that used not- to walk around and you could move its head and open its jaws and stuff like that do you remember that <laughs> have you not seen on the, that? like on the on the black background on the black background yeah absolutely i i i vaguely know what you're talking about See, it I was kind of creepy looking i completely purged it from memory it was that and uh there was like a manta ray demo as well um i'd completely purged it from memory but lo and behold demo disc one dinosaur is the final boss of Astro's Playroom. And I'm just like, holy shit, that's they went ins- deep with this. That's insane. A lot of people, I guess a lot of people seem to remember it because demo, that demo disc was bundled in with a lot of systems, I think. Um, but yeah, that dinosaur that you used to just be able to walk around with and move its head and open its mouth and all that sort of thing, you end up fighting the dinosaur <laughs> from demo disc one. And that, that fucking blew me away. I, it threw me completely for a loop. That's it. And I loved it. That's um, insane. Yeah. That's like, that's a, I guess like they blew the deep cut with, you know, in PlayStation All-Stars with, uh, with the head. With the head. See, I um, didn't even recognize the head when I, and I'm a, I'm a big PlayStation 1 guy. Like that was the console that really kind of amped me up when it came to becoming someone who played video games as their main hobby. Yeah. It was like one like of those things where, all. um, but like, you know, I guess they blew the wad then, so they were just like, "How deep can we go?" We need demo disc uh, dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Thingamajig still has the files for the dem- for the dinosaur from the PlayStation One demo disc. Yeah. So, uh, so you end up fighting that. Here we go. And it was super cool. That's... It was a really cool reference. That, as I say, I have not thought about that in over ten years, at the very least. I don't think anybody has <laughs> thought about that in the last decade. No one other than Cadicarus, probably. Um. But yeah, um, and then all I kind of said to, to round it out really was was about how with Sony struggling to find this mascot that they seemingly want, all they have to do is kind of make a more fleshed out version of this game and not to kind of headcanon it or armchair book it too much. But instead of having these levels based around different areas of your PS5, just base the levels themselves around these different franchises that you want to show reverence for. So have that, like that, a you know 
if you can get the rights obviously this is all well th- fantasy th- that's booking. sort of what that's sort of what they tried to do with little big planet yeah. when that first launched there was like the metal gear tie-in exactly, and stuff yeah. like that and so whether you have a god think, of war level, even though you, you obviously don't want it to be mad gory because it's a kid game, but like a god of war base level or a two well, raider base have, level, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. like the god, the, like let's use the god of war example. Um, you could have Astro has to fight a big robot, a robot and, version of yeah, Jormungandr uh, or something, <laughs> and you have to use quick time events and there's yeah, haptics feedback for you know turning the button off. I'm like that's all. Back. That that's all they need to do, and I feel like it would be a very. I think it'd be a good. It idea. would. It would. It would be like. So it would be very cool if like they tied in like these very short levels with a release. Like, hey, go check Astro's Playroom. Yeah, cool, there's yeah. A, there's a gigabyte update. What's in it? Oh, we put a Last of Us and a God of War update. Yeah, that'd be cute. I'd, I'd get uh, down with that. Yeah, um, not like you said, not to armchair book it, but hey, Sony. Yeah, just give us a call. Just do it. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll u- do ultimately, it. Ultimately, it's it's just a game that I was I was I don't think I've been surprised by a game quite so much as I have been by Astro's Playroom in quite a long time. And so much more effort's gone into it than they needed to, and yeah, well it done. sounds like a lot of the people are having the reaction to Astro's Playroom that was back when the Wii launched with Wii Sports. Yeah, it's like what of like. Ha! This actually works. Look at this shit. <laughs> Look at this over here. Um, so yeah, once I'd uh, finished being like, "Oh my god, Astro's Playroom," I was like, "There's other games I've I bought for this that I've not played." <laughs> um, Shrink wrapped. So delivered days before. I did play a couple of games before I played this one, but I'm going to touch on it now because it's the one that I spent the least time with. Um, because it was free, I downloaded Bug Snacks. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, do you Bug not snacks. like it? So, I just don't know if it's not for me. What were you going to say about Bug Snacks? No. Uh. So I saw that people were saying like, "Hey, uh, if you can see the ending of Bug Snacks." Ending. Christ. How much? How much time do you have to put into Bug Snacks to see the ending? Not a lot. Oh, maybe this, no. This... I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh i don't know if hmm. I flirted with the idea for about half a second there and was like, it no. goes it it go, the way that people was talking about it was like ah it's real fucked up it's 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 wild and i'm like okay the way that you've written this kotaku article is like fairly well you know yeah convinced me to then go see it and i'm just like oh Oh right, it's not as horrible as you made it out to be, but it's still fucking gnarly. Like it's, where it goes, the ending itself. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, not, I'm going to admit, I've like, been very hyperbolic in my description of this game. Um, so go for it. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, I only played it for about 45 minutes or so, um, largely because I just all I could think of is like this is like a nightmare that I would have. it's the way that i could genuinely i'm like or everything that happens in this game i'm like i could see this happening when i have like a nightmare or something so obviously the from what you've seen from the trailer is is largely what i've kind of seen in the introduction to this game it it, it is well so this was the thing i was under the impression that it was going to be a pokemon snap-esque game where you have nice time with the bug snacks you make friends Mm -hmm. and then at some point credits and the story will happen would be nice uh like indie games are one to do at this point yeah um but 
it's not. No, it's that's an not adventure. What it is. <laughs> it's an ad- first-person adventure game with vague monster-catching mechanics. Yes, that's right. And Cronenbergian-esque transformation sequences. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, I mean, the, the general kind of gist of it is is that you're a journalist, um, very on brand. Um, very on brand. Who goes to this new island after being invited by this explorer called Lisbert um, to chronicle and report on this new brand of animal or whatever called bug snacks, which is just food mixed with animals. Um, all of the characters in the game are basically Muppet creatures. Um so they're all like Muppet creatures and then all the snacks, the bug snacks, I guess, are like similar in vain to um, Viva Piñata. I suppose so, yeah. I'm not too well versed uh, in Viva Piñata. It's a shame Ollie's not here. But not, none of them as cute as a fudge hog. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what a fudge hog looks like. I'm sorry. I only it's know a, strabbies. Strabbies. Bungers. Bungers. And, bungers, and <laughs> I love that they brought in like this very well versed cast of uh voice actors yeah. to basically say bungers 50 Genuinely. times Genuinely, i mean just you can just hear it in the distance when you're running around a lot of time you just hear bunga 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 <laughs> i'm like someone got paid to do this <laughs> i could undercut you i can do that i can do that from from my recording area yeah um but yeah just in terms of the nightmare aspect of it, it's just like being surrounded by Muppet creatures and unfamiliar animals, which are like cute and all. But yeah, one of the main mechanics and the thing that you largely do in this game is you catch these creatures through like, you know, you've got like a a bug snacks trap that you set and then you, you know, activate it when they walk into it. And then you just feed them alive to these Muppet creatures like these things are still talking to you as they're dropping into the mouths of these Muppet creatures. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's going to be like that. And then obviously, as you said, once they eat these creatures, their appendages just turn into fruit or food or whatever. And it's just like, what? <laughs> it's feels so this, I- it just... As I say, it just feels like a nightmare I'd have where it's like, yes, oh, you're on this lovely island. The Muppets are a bit weird. Oh, he's eating a strawberry thing alive. But now his hand is strawberry. And I'm like, so uh. I'm sorry. I have to do another spoiler warning. It sounds like you won't finish this. I'm not going to play any more of it, no. So spoiler warning for Bug Snacks. Yes, I, I, I want to hear the ending. Um, so you find Lisbeth. Oh, God, you don't find it until the end of the game. No, Christ. yeah. Um, she's so the vol- so the, there's a volcano on the island. You've done all the stuff, yep. Um, and then the volcano starts to erupt, and it's basically like, okay, shit's going down. We have to leave the island. Yep. Um, and so you do all you do some tasks and stuff, and then you go into this volcano. Uh, and you find Lisbeth, who has now become this monstrosity. Oh God, she's had so many bug snacks. Oh, no. She's like. <laughs> part of a tendril of oh, sushi rolls I'm just imagining like an, um, like an akira kind of situation with it's tetra. kind of like an akira situation <laughs> it's all just fruit it's a it's a three layer cake oh, pizza wings oh god um 
she's she's this she's this tendril with a face that's just made up of uh, sushi rice that's and horrifying. uh like with um spider legs that are of um probably chips or uh, something i think it's a uh, like what uh, uh red sticks red sticks Carrots? Uh, <laughs> no red stick sweets red vines oh like strawberry laces yeah like stra- oh, like right. hard strawberry laces oh so like uh, i see what you mean yeah 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 um and she's like hey yeah the bug snacks are all parasites and when you eat them they try to take over you and turn you into them um mm. i've she has like some psychic connection with them but uh, it's too late they've gone rabid oh my uh every- you need to get everyone you can off the island and then it becomes like there's two endings I can't there's believe the bad this ending goes- and the good ending i can't believe this goes so deep uh the, the so it's like the bug snacks turn on you um and you have to start using all the equipment that you've got throughout the game to kill the bug snacks kill them like straight up like you are shooting oh my God. bungers and and strawberries and stuff like that and they're exploding yeah and, uh but they can like absorb and kill the residents of the island that you've rescued oh. which will lead to the bad ending if too many too many get taken die. over uh and then there's the good ending where everyone escapes um Lisbeth and i don't know who the, I, I guess it's um there's, egg there's the mayor I, there's I the mayor there. so so there's the, there's the mayor and then there's the there's like a, a rootin' tootin' farmer guy I met. Yeah, there's That's there's it. a there's a lady called Egg. Uh, oh, one of them's think. like Lisbeth's girlfriend. Yeah, so Lisbeth's girlfriend. That's it. Where I was like, lesbians uh, in my game. And then I turned <laughs> off. But, no, I'm kidding. Forty five minutes in, they introduced lesbians. That was oh, it. Hell. I stomped uh, on my PS five. <laughs> I threw it in the bin. Yeah. Uh, can't have lesbians in Absolutely my video not. games. Um, yeah, so like Lisbeth's girlfriend reunites with Lisbeth and joins the monstrosity. Oh my god, and they kiss <laughs> while being sushi monster, su- sushi cake monster thing. It, it's bizarre, it's bizarre. It's not as bad as it sounds. I know, I'm just when you actually, when you actually watching so it, many parallels to, a, to something like Akira. Or, or like a David Cronenberg yeah. movie or some weird shit. Like, um, and then, yeah. So like, uh, the, the, you escape the island if you like. I've seen the good ending and the bad endings kind of similar and whatever. Mm. Um, you escape the island with all the things. The um, and then the mayor's like, well, all this stuff will wear off in a couple weeks. Uh, can I stay with you? And then you lose your job because um. As at the because the uh, editor didn't think you'd come back, so they just preemptively oh. fired you before <laughs> you got there. And then it ends with like the mayor saying, "Like, hey, I might run in the elections. Wow. Do you want to help?" And then it fades out, or you know, uh, cartoon circle out, leading into spoilers end. Bug snacks too. Bugs in the yeah. city. <laughs> Something like Bugs that. <laughs> like babe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I the gameplay itself is is okay. I just found it a bit unsettling. okay. So now imagine, now imagine like the capturing of the bug snacks, but then you've got to then like Actually, use that in an action sequence. I'm just like um, the main the main thing I had was, and obviously I I realize I've probably not got a leg to stand on here because I'm not a vegetarian or something like that. But I'm like, why would you make the creatures so cute? <laughs> 
when you're just going to watch them get eaten alive on a regular basis it feels it feels like that that happy tree friends-esque era of humor but of I, like, I just felt like where, it, it you would make, make it advertised that way, unless it just completely went over my head. It, it my never, it, it, there was like always like some sort of like, there's something seedy going on here. I bet, I bet it'll do that indie game thing, and then it totally does that indie game thing of like there was something seedy going on. Well, yeah, because and I think that I think it's that's the what free term- game that gets that's dished out to you when the console comes out. I can just imagine a bunch of kids downloading this free with their oh, PS5s yeah. and then being like, what the hell is going on? This is, I don't want to watch my it's, my Bunga get cannibalized. I, I guess it's, I guess it's that same, like it, it sort of misses that humor mark of that cheeky humor mark of like, um, that like Viva Pinata or something cute like Adventure Time or yeah. something like that has where, there is a darker element there is a ruder element to yeah. it but this sort of like misses the mark yeah. because it because it's just not what you're expecting i just yeah i just never saw it going in that direction i thought it was going to be like a just your kind of yeah your your colorful kind of yeah. quirky I, kids I, game I, sort I was, of thing I was, I was fully expecting like hey get two bungers and then they make a bunger et <laughs> a big bunger a big bunger and Quarter stuff like bunger. that. <laughs> uh, can I get a number nine large? <laughs> um, so that was yeah, that was bug snacks at the very least. I tried that out. Um, Did it look nice? I mean, it looks all right. It's not what it you buy a next like, gen yeah. system for. <laughs> um, it, would, it probably would have been exactly the same on PS4, probably if I'm honest. Uh, I didn't even probably. notice much in the way of the haptic feedback on that one either, which is the big gimmick and. I didn't. I yeah, this just seems like remarkable that it did. This just seems like Sony going like, "Hey, that Fall Guys thing worked last time. Let's uh, find the next indie there. darling." Yeah. Um. So the main, the main other two games that I, that I kind of got with that that were yes, yeah, sitting there shrink wrapped, um, as I was playing Astro's Playroom, was uh, Spider Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls. So. What do you want to talk about first? We'll go... Let's do Miles Morales. Yeah, there's probably not a ton to say about Miles Morales, even though it's probably the game I've been playing the most. Um, Fundamentally speaking, in terms of how the game works and how things are laid out and all of that jazz, it's the same game as Spider-Man PS4 in terms of, Mm. as I say, how you're going to be swinging through the city, fighting bad guys, how the map's laid out, the type of collectibles you're going to be getting things like that fundamentally it's very similar but obviously the the difference is is you're playing as a different character now you're not peter parker you're miles morales so he's going to have different skills different suits different gadgets animations things like that as well as an original story um that still does a good job of kind of getting you to care about things because obviously when you're going into uh spider-man ps4 you've got most people have got the the prior knowledge of, well, I know who Aunt May is, I know what she's about, and I know who I know, I know Mary Peter Jane Parker. is. So I care about Mary Jane and Peter Parker's relationship because I know that they're probably going to get together and things like that. Yeah, um, I feel like the Miles Morales set of characters aren't quite as well known, um, including myself. I didn't really know. I've not read any Miles yeah. comics. I've only seen the movie, um, and even then, none of these characters, except for his parents and his uncle are in this um yeah the 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 movie sort of 
the movie was uh, they the Into the Spider Verse was in a weird position because they because Marvel basically pilfered Miles Morales's sidekick um, uh, for Peter Parker in their movies. Really? The yeah oh. the the, the oh chubby God, friend. Makes so much more sense now. So, um, so Ned from the movies. Ned from the movies is Miles Morales's Miles Morales it, it, sidekick it, it, in the normal sense who is actually in it, this game. Yeah. He is so Ganky from this game who is yeah his kind of friend from school. Um, yeah, is it, now. I did think there was a similarity there. <laughs> a, so so yeah, the Marvel were basically like, well, we need to hit a quota for representation. <laughs> yeah. And uh we accident you know we accidentally chose the wrong Spider-Man to use as the 16-year-old. So <laughs> Oh well. Okay. Um, I mean, he's a likable character, as I say. Miles is as well. Um, his. I, I, okay. It's good to hear that, like, they've done Miles good because it, this could have gone. Yeah, because I mean, he was introduced very wrong. Introduced in PS4 a bit. Um, there was even a section where he got to play as him um, for a little bit, just to, him as himself doing like a, mm. admittedly not very well done stealth section. It was probably the worst part of the game, um, but. In terms of actually him as a character, he's a likable guy. Uh, you like him and his friends. His mum is running for mayor, and she's she's a nice person too. The the bad guy, is, as far as I can tell, or at least one of the bad guys, because there's there's kind of a couple. Um, one of the main bad guys is very much your traditional evil businessman type. So you don't yep. really care too much about him. It's the other bad guy that you care about a lot more for for reasons that I won't get into. Spoilery reasons spoilers um, but yes there's definitely all the characters are likable i'm into the story intrigue has been presented and it's made me want to push through it um one change they've made to the game is there's now a friendly neighborhood spider-man app that ganky has produced for you so basically Ooh. civilians now instead of just kind of hearing from police radio stations or or whatever that crimes are going on um people actually submit requests for help to this app which is basically acts as kind of like your side quest hub really that's a smart way of eliminating unneeded listening if you get yeah, what i mean kind of you just swipe to the left on the touchpad of the controller and it brings up the app and then you just kind of choose what one you want to track and things like that that's good so that's functionally good. it's not that different but it's a nice little change i think it fits it's a bit more on brand obviously with with miles and things like that um one thing I'd be remiss, it truly is a first world problem um, that I'm having with it, but when you used to fast travel in Spider-Man PS4, um, you would obviously go to the map, choose the fast travel point you want to go to, and then it would load the next area. Um, and while it was loading the next area, you'd get a funny little cutscene of Spider-Man standing on the subway, you know, someone's reading their newspaper, like looking over being like, is that fucking Spider-Man? <laughs> or, you know, he he's like, you know, helping a kid play on his phone or something like that. But because the game loads so fast, we don't have those cutscenes anymore. <laughs> oh. This is the biggest so the, of first world Spider-Man problems, I think. <laughs> you want your PlayStation 4 to slow down. Oh, damn it, so I you can hit the fast these. travel and within two seconds I'm running up out of the other subway entrance. <laughs> Mental. Um, yeah, we spoke about it a few times, but the, the game does load obscenely quick. <laughs> ridiculously fast. Yeah, there's, that it is, it, it's almost like, like, I understand like the technology behind it, you know, 
PCIe 4.0 SSDs and NVMe drives and stuff like that. Like it's it's it we're we're in the future now. Oh. The, the future is now. Um, Twenty twenty. Wow. Like there's a reason they chose PCIe 4.0, whereas most motherboards on the PC market at the minute are only now adopting it. Mm. Um, and even then, there is uh, if you have a PCIe PCIe 3 motherboard like you and I probably do, yeah. there is no real need to upgrade mm. just yet because the slots on the motherboards of like like your NVMe drive, you, you know, your M.2 drive, whatever, yeah. will um, flood the PCIe 3, but graphics cards and stuff don't flood. Mm. Like they don't they don't max out the 60, like the PCIe slots and yeah, stuff yeah. just yet. Like even the 3080 doesn't, um, like the new NVIDIA cards don't, which so people are like, well, it's, it'll be something that we need to upgrade to in the next two to three, mm. two to three years. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason sony and microsoft have chosen pcie 4 for their ssds and stuff is because hey these games are going to load stupidly quick and they no one will see any loading screens for the next two to three years before there is presumably the game that is too much to handle yeah (laughs) um yeah so it's it's very cool but i am missing those cutscenes are we uh, we are getting dangerously close to full circle of going back to cart loading speeds weird isn't it yeah <laughs> uh, maybe not maybe not one to one but you know yeah that's very strange i've never actually thought of it that way but yeah you're right um what else with... nintendo coming out with pci mvme uh, drives for just individual games <laughs> in the future each game will cost three hundred dollars. Of course, it'll be like. Getting, but we'll uh, load instantly. It'll be like having a Neo Geo or something, where shit's real expensive. <laughs> individual <laughs> games. Oh, the times I've come close to owning a Neo Geo. <laughs> um, can you play Mars Morales on a Neo Geo? Ooh, uh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> Gonna put that out there just, just as a, just as a. What what if SNK suddenly came back and we're like, hey, we're entering the console market we're again. We're making hardware again, boys. Uh, here's the Neo Geo. It can load. It it, it can load our version of uh, Spider Man, uh, Spooderman, <laughs> uh, SNK Spooderman, um, Arachnolad. <laughs> Arachnolad in four point two seconds oh, from man. Cold Boot. Drops. Yes, mic. the console costs six thousand pounds. <laughs> uh yeah anyways miles morales um yeah so generally speaking a couple more things in that i'm not as big of a fan of the collectibles just because they're a lot more personal to miles but i don't know miles quite as much and obviously peter parker's spider-man has a far wider universe to draw upon for its collectibles and things it can reference and things like that but you know it's still a nice thing and still it's nice to kind of get to know the character better in that kind of sense yeah um little sad that lauren's not here because i can't tell her that i have encountered spider cat um, <laughs> i've rescued I, two we, cats at this point we will we will let her know it, oh. a post show yes I've, I've rescued a couple of cats which um are fun little side missions purely because um when you have the cat in your backpack and you're swinging around the city sometimes it's little arms come out of the backpack as well and it's like whoa my fucking legs on a roller coaster <laughs> um absolutely loved it uh, best part of the game um generally speaking though yeah uh, a good time i would say 
although it is a very familiar one, it is more or less more of what you liked in Spider-Man PS4. Um, I was conscious of how short it's going to be um, with it being kind of like a not obviously it's not a full sequel it's like a, a standalone expansion kind of thing it's similar in scope to lost legacy is kind uh, of what i heard the lost legacy and and that infamous as well and that that infamous one second son uh last light yeah, whatever son. it was called <laughs> second son second son was the game that last light span off from right Okay. but it seems like yeah, it seems true. like lost true. it seems like lost legacy lost was such was a success with the, but... with the lady in it yeah yeah um so yeah i was conscious of how short it was going to be anyway i ended up looking it up before i played it to see kind of how long it was and a lot of how to beat.com literally how long to beat.com yeah um and they stated like a completionist run for this would take like 15 16 hours or so that sounds about right and so i was like mm, okay so i kind of Ended up panic buying Demon Souls as well because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to be playing my PS5 in these few days that I've got before I go back to work. Um, so I was like, I better buy something else in case I run out of things Finish to do on thing. Spider Man. So yeah, I'm I'm I've not finished it quite yet though. I think I'm literally at sixty six percent after getting the PlayStation uh, about three four days ago now. Um, among playing other things as well, of course. Um, so not burn through it too quick and then when wednesday comes around i get paid and i'm gonna buy devil may cry 5 so oh oof. baby um 120 frames a second oh my god and also borderlands 3 is like ridiculously cheap the ps5 version it's like 16 quid yeah uh so i'm like mm, apparently app- people have said like hey it turns out this is how borderlands what 3 was supposed been. to play on console <laughs> yeah the whole time so uh, i'll probably get that too um but yeah final thing final thing i've been playing is demon souls which i probably have the least to say about all of them um because when it comes to soulsborne games i've not been the kindest in the past um i like blood a lot yeah but dark souls i've tried too slow dark souls one and two and i was just like this is too clunky for me if anything yeah um i even i remember i don't quite hold the same opinion now but i i used to have the hot take that i'm like well people just because people feel good about beating the game because it's hard and like mechanically pretty clunky that they're kind of excusing bad design because it's like a badly made game and i'm like i don't even think that anymore but <laughs> so no, there, there are my thing in the I, yeah there, there there are conversations to be had around like dark souls as one's choice of relying on uh especially when you reach an orlando yeah and have to go on the balance beams and so oh boy yeah yeah no i i I can see an argument that for that but you but this is blue points remake of demons is demons souls souls. (laughs) um Generally speaking, I would say in terms of the vistas and in how crisp the game is, it's probably the prettiest game I've played so far on the system. Um, And also performance wise, in terms of having like a consistent frame rate and things like that, there is like a performance and a cinematic mode you can choose between. Um, I've been going for performance because it makes the frame rate buttery smooth. 
I'm guessing the cinematic is 30 frames or something. Motion blur and all that jazz. Yeah, um, no thanks. Controls wise, we're past, it's okay. we're past the days. We're past the days of uh, slow down. Yeah, exactly. in a Dark Souls game <laughs> at this point. Uh, controls wise, it very it doesn't seem very different from any other Souls game I've played. Um, in fact, it's pretty much identical. But what I will well, say yeah. is, is I have been having more fun with this than I have done with the other two dark souls games i've played um so far i'm though i'm not sure if that's more if it's to do with the structure of demon souls or if it is just because it's a do you prefer the level structure well this is it yeah i think because it the is more super linear. mario world uh, super mario 64-esque going into each area yeah and each area kind of has checkpoints within it where usually there's a boss near the end of each checkpoint sort of thing um yeah. yeah i think the more linear side of things does suit me a lot better um because this was this was the problem. same experience mm. this was the same experience i had when i played it on ps3 was like oh this is way cooler like i can dedicate myself to this one level yeah if and if it flops very hard on me like you know it's also, like I'll, I'll beat it yeah it's also a, a kind of a more apparent way of you seeing the progression you're making i think yeah that's Instead that's, of being that's... like an open world where you're just dropped in and you're like well fucking go do do the thing i guess i'm lost in this sewer forever this is the thing that really got me about dark souls was i felt so i mean i guess that's part of the allure of the people who do like it is it's like you're dropped into this world you don't know what to do first or next or you don't know anything story-wise you've got to discover it all for yourself and um, personally i like to have at least a little direction um, yeah i'm 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 the same way like i i need to have a goal set in front of me yeah it doesn't have to be story-wise no, you know no. it could be just like hey go kill this boss mm. i don't need to know why just go kill it yeah. but like fuck because i'll, I'll admit i don't like, know what is kind of i'm not paying massive attention to the demon souls story itself but just knowing it's, like i have to go to this area and kill the boss at the end and then i'll do it for the next area but at least i know what areas to go to next <laughs> and what ones yeah. to do first and things like that here yeah. it's um a much more direct yes and I, I do appreciate that um i as, as i say i've not got much point of reference with demon souls the original um i hear that they've ironed out a lot of the, the kind of issues that initial demon souls kind of had um yeah and also redone um how their online stuff works which the ps3 version no longer exists online basically yeah, I, i've not encountered too much of of that outside of the most bog standard basic people leaving messages on the floor um yeah which to my knowledge and from what i remember from from other souls games there were a lot more trolly than they are here so far a lot of the messages have been very useful um which i'm sure is what they were intended for um but when i've played souls games in the past i've definitely come across people being like oh why don't you you know vault over this uh vault over this gateway here and you'll be fine you'll be fine and then you know a piano drops on you or something yeah, the the souls the souls community has had this. I wouldn't say change of heart because those people still totally exist. Oh, I've come across know, a couple, yeah, where like oh, I haven't like, fallen, I haven't fallen victim to them. There's been like a fork in the road, for instance, where I've had 
messages saying I should go either way if I'm a new player, being like, beginners go forward or beginners go left. And I'm like, well, I don't know what way to go. So I'm just going to go one way, have a little bit of a look, go the other way, have a look there. The second one had two giant dragons there. Probably not going to go that way. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go across the bridge where there's just you know a bunch of lads that I have to kill chilling on the bridge. Not going to fight them dragons. So you know, just apply a bit of common sense with it. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a lot of the Souls community has suddenly realised like gatekeeping the difficulty and stuff like that instead of like letting helping or you know letting these other people that are coming to this series, yeah, or franchise or however you want to put it um is much better than like hey there's no one playing pvp because no one managed to fucking get past the first area <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah exactly i mean i wish i wish video game communities in general maybe had a bit more of that mindset less gatekeepy less tribalism yeah um, i'm playing a i'm playing a knight character so i'm a heavy boy with just your standard kind of shield and sword sort of thing i thought that'd be the best thing to start with um sword and board yeah so because i'm a big heavy knight boy um i'm not sure how well you know the blue lions in in three houses joel but i uh modeled my character after their kind of heavy armored boy uh dudu um he's he's one of my faves so i was like i'm gonna try and create him in this game and it's okay it's all right i think there's a lot more creation options actually than there are yeah they've beautied it up as well yeah, there's no more monstrosities. <laughs> I remember the character we made when we we did the uh, Bloodborne. That was just pressing. That was just pressing. That was just pressing random three or four times in a row and seeing what seeing yeah. what it wrought upon our screen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've made it through uh, the first couple of uh, well, the first main kind of because you die at the first boss. I don't think you're supposed to be the first boss, the asylum no. demon or whatever. Um. And so I've played through. I've beat the first real boss, which is the the phalanx. Um, and then I died on my way to the next area because I, I got a bit too cocky. I was like, I've not died at all so far. Um, <laughs> it's easy. So, I, yeah, I think I got a bit kind of bit too big for my boots and ended up taking on one too many enemies and was like, OK, maybe. Da- yeah. The, the demon souls will treat you just right. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, I would say it does seem a lot more streamlined um, than other Soulsborne games are. Um, but generally speaking, if you don't really, really don't get along with those kind of games and you're not willing to be convinced like, like I am, like this is, this is the one that laid the blueprint. Yeah. This won't convince you if, if this, this doesn't do it, then nothing will. This is, this is the blueprint of what all these other ones were based on. Exactly. Like this is, this is the OG and you know, there's a reason people love it and there's a reason people, you know, dedicate their entire game. (laughs) their entire kind of gaming identity on these games a lot of people do yeah yeah Um, but i'm looking forward to playing more and uh yeah that's been my experience with the playstation 5 so far i've rattled on for about an hour and a half about this well (laughs) you know it's a new console it is big and it's exciting i would expect nothing less i don't have to Uh, talk about wwe battlegrounds anymore well no you don't I was oh, going to no, say, I, I, unless, I unless they suddenly drop DLC. I can see how it runs on the PS5. I can report back. <laughs> uh, no, don't. Don't do that. Don't waste your hard drive space. Um, <laughs> on You uh, you say that whether there's DLC for it or not, there, there actually there is DLC I could download for free that they announced during The Undertaker's retirement yesterday. You can download nah. Undertaker American Badass attire for free. 
no, it's all right. <laughs> you know what? You're fine. fine. I, I don't. I don't even own it, and I'm like, no, it's all okay. It's free. No, yeah. I'll pay you to not let me <laughs> download it. You know what? <laughs> Take my money. I don't want to play your game anymore. But yes, um, I mean that's that's been expansively what I've been playing. But what about you, Joel? Well, from the modern day, the heights the future, of 2020, <laughs> the heights of 2020 to flash games, flash games of 2004. Okay. This isn't. Um, the thing you, I was going to say that doesn't look like a flash game. The thing that you no, said no, 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 no. I have, I have, I have, I have. Wise. I'm about to take you on twist, twists and turns here, Jacob. Whoa. So the web archive have just recently started their initiative to oh, yeah. begin archiving flash games, basically, uh, because Adobe has killed Flash. Flash is no longer secure. Mm. Um, there's been two or three teams developing like you can totally still run flash all you want mm. don't <laughs> just, just like, probably just not a good idea don't it's not a good idea like there are security flaws that adobe refused to fix mm. because they've sunsetted development on flash and whatever that's that's adobe being adobe so just like hey look just don't no no website should still be running flash like newgrounds doesn't run flash anymore mm. um so T- uh, people behind Newgrounds and then another team, I can't remember where they're from, have been working on emulators uh, for Flash Ooh. to basically, you know, hey, encapsulate the, the file and then just play it either like a regular video file mm. or whatever. Um, converting the Swift to the Swift. Whatever, the Swift to whatever the file type is. But it also means that a ton of games are now getting historically archived yes. that would have been lost to time. Um, so the web archive stuff is, I think it's basically like public submission. Okay. Like you submit like, Hey, you should go look for this game. The files are here. Mm. The website is here. Um, it'd be cool if you could save this, um, all of the culturally relevant flash games, all the cult. So yeah, there's, the you know, there's bikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's slime Blooms. footballs. Oh, uh, your Yeti sports. Uh, Zed, your know, bush shootouts, <laughs> the um, impossible game, the impossible game, interactive buddy. Oh, uh, interactive so buddy, oh, love that shit. I can confirm that interactive buddy is not no, on the web archive. It needs to live on. Um, so <laughs> with the, those timely references like the strawberry clock <laughs> and Tinky Winky, you not want um, to eat up George W. Bush? Oh my god. <laughs> I remember when I had, when I first came across that game as a child and I thought genuinely thought I was spending real life money <laughs> on the upgrades and so like nervously clicked and it was just like oh wait this is I, this is fake money I it's fine <laughs> um so yeah uh, so the the other option is so there's so there's a web archive and then there is let me look at what the thing's called you just reminded me of the times where um, when I was big into Street Fighter 4 and my dad left his credit card details on my Xbox 360. <gasps> so I used to buy Street Fighter 4 costumes without his knowledge. And he <gasps> never found out. <laughs> he never, never found he out. never checked. <laughs> he was like, what's this 90p thing coming out oh, of my yeah. account? Um, the, other, the, the other option is Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Uh, which is there's two options for you to download with Flashpoint. It's like a there's a, there's either a torrent that is 456 gigabytes big, wow, 
that is everything and that's just actively available for you to you don't have to download anything it, that's it it's just that wow or there is the infinity version which is just like hey pick and choose here's the here's the program pick and choose what you want that's cool um, and then if you want to update it you have to re-download the client so I was like, okay, I, I this is it. This is neat. This there's a lot of stuff in Flashpoint, but the thing that I darted for immediately, um, coming off of weird pseudo stuff, yeah. was, uh, did you ever play the Crimson Room? The Crimson Room. Mm. I haven't played it. Though it Have you seen familiar. it? It's an escape room thing where you are trapped in a red room, basically. Uh, there is a remake on Steam, but that's not what I went for because that costs actual money. Um, oh, it's on addictinggames.com. I remember going to this website. Basically, it's a very simple point-click escape game it, uh, made by a Japanese guy that his website no longer exists, but I found his Facebook page and it seems that he's getting reactive again with developing stuff um because his two steam games and his psp game failed to meet like i don't know i I guess he's one of those artists that just managed to get by on hope and will basically (laughs) uh so i was like okay i can do this i remember how to do this and uh, that's that's so that's how i spent my friday evening was just like playing the crimson room and the viridian room his sequel he did three or four of them um, I think there's the blue room and the white chamber. Mm. Um, oh, nice. It is bizarre going back to these things from like 2004. Oh, yeah. And it having like an HTML link and then having to go to the guide to a guide to find out like, hey, where the fuck is this? This link doesn't exist anymore. Like it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> no one's bought it. Nothing. Yeah. Um and it just turns out like, oh yeah, there's a generic code that's been put in, basically injected into the game. No. Uh, because, uh, but the Viridian Room is a little bit more interesting in that it uses date and time based off your PC. Oh, cool. Uh, so there's a puzzle that relates to the date and time. So it's even weirder seeing this thing from 2004 saying like 12th of November, 2020. 2020. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, y- you were never designed to have the words 2020 <laughs> built into your into the thing because a little bit of the font is falling off the side here it's like when you set up um, like a like a retro console or something like a dreamcast and it just won't go past a certain year <laughs> exactly exactly and it's always set back to like the first of january 1999 yeah. um the the so the web archive thing is nicer than flashpoint flashpoint has like you know large choice We'll have some niche games that Web Archive haven't got around to yet. Um, but Web Archive lets you go full screen. Right. Uh, nicely. Whereas you can go full screen with uh, Flashpoint, but it doesn't mean the game will blow up alongside it. Oh, it just makes the window bigger. and It just makes the window bigger. So like on a 4K screen of this thing that was meant to be seen only at 480p <laughs> at max um and was even small back in the day never mind that like uh is it's it's interesting to see like this side of gaming get archived and you know the people who facilitated the facilities for people to upload their stuff you know Mm. actively Mm. 
like working on it as well, like um, the guys behind Newgrounds. It's a pretty big deal to to our generation, at the very least. We, oh, it's, so it's, many people from kind of our age range grew up playing this stuff because it's what you could play in school. Yeah, it's like all these mini clip games are going to disappear one day. Yeah, someone better save. Uh, uh, oh shit, I can't remember. Like Mother Load, that was a good one. Oh, Mother Load. Um, like you, even even stuff like um, like the the top mobile game of all time at the minute. One of the top mobile games of all time. Eight eight uh, pool. Oh yeah, eight ball pool. Uh, Eight Ball Pool was a mini clip was, flash game at some point. Even um, like um, Angry Birds had a spiritual prequel, didn't it? It was uh, yep, and Trash so did or something. I can't remember what it was called. And so did uh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was just Meat Boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it it's it's be, neat it needs to be preserved. It it belongs in a museum, Jacob. Oh. It belongs in a museum. I'm the Indiana Jones of flash games <laughs> the museum of my heart um but yeah no it's it's interesting going back to these things and just being like <laughs> some dude just made this and put it out there yeah. and there are some weird stuff that's been archived that's like why did you archive this <laughs> why did you choose this and not interact uh, with like because i would just put in like the word room mm. into flashpoint and see what it brought up and it's like the first top two, top four are like all of these uh escape games yeah. and then the rest of them are just junk but then there's one right at the bottom which was just some dude's like tour of his caravan that he's made in flash <laughs> and uploaded flash to the internet sort of thing. Yeah, basically exactly. but like an early like an early like you know where you can explore buildings within google maps yeah, yeah, now yeah. and stuff like an early version of that except like if you hover over Find the cupboard the cupboard caravan. opens he's taken oh. all these photos and it's like oh my god this guy lives in squalor but this is hilarious <laughs> and also he's probably long dead maybe uh because this thing was uploaded in 2002 and this is his legacy this is his legacy this 60 something year old man at the time and um, so that's that's so you know from one dodgy thing to another mm. uh, i found a new gacha game to play oh yeah no i've, I've uh, as i say we've, we've been playing genshin a bit more and mm-hmm. i don't think hannah's experienced gacha before and I've had to kind of explain to her. She was like, why have you got so many more characters than me? And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, I was it's given like a bunch of stuff when the game free... launched, but also this is how they get you to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like... crumbled, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her how it works and it didn't even matter. It's, it's much worse on mobile where you have your payment options directly there in front of you. So easy. Like at least on at least on PC there's still like the hump of like there's no PayPal option on here mm. and I refuse to pay by whatever weird system they've got going. So I had to download the mobile app to pay for the battle pass that I never used. Yeah, I've still actually um, not um put any money into Genshin Impact yet. Um I, I, it's one of those 16, I think. I I I have I have a I, I have opinions on Genshin Impact that have just like uh, the game sort of loses its way once that first act is done. Yeah. Uh, once it once it says once you remember that you've only just finished the prologue, and it's just like oh my god, I've done this for twenty <laughs> hours. Um, 
but no so uh this one is called illusion connects illusion connects i'm gonna look this up. full of full of full of anime oh. ladies and boys um you talking it is uh i'd say tactical but i found the auto and speed up buttons which i've just pressed mm-hmm. it's got summons oh it seems to run more on the um those are some anime grills yeah anime grills indeed it As runs Valvinus it runs say hello ladies <laughs> <laughs> not anymore now he'd probably say something about donald trump and how great weed is oh uh, well but fuck. anyway <laughs> um yeah uh so this sim this game seems to run on like the um uh grand blue fantasy okay yeah. rules yeah yeah, yeah of like hey we're gonna slowly introduce like and also like what genshin impact took from get grand blue fantasy of like hey we're gonna slowly introduce this sort of stuff so that you don't we're gonna introduce all the stuff where you can dump tons of money in now right like summoning and stuff yeah like that's that's all available to you but like all the guild stuff all the you know the 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 intricate like the nitty-gritty stuff that Mm. some players will never ever touch like we're going to just slowly introduce this sort of stuff and let you learn the systems and stuff. But I found that just leveling everything up past the recommended power to go into each level hmm. and then just pressing auto and fast, the computer knows what it's doing. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it. Just... I'll just leave it. But, it, you know, it's something because it, I finished Grindstone. So Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. I finished all of Grindstone. There is nothing left for me to do now. Not even the secret levels. Um, so with this Illusion Connect game, is is there an English release? I'm currently watching some gameplay, yeah. and it's oh, this is from March 2020, and this was Chinese. Yeah, it's all it's all translated. Oh, cool. It's just launched here, I think. So it's still in that phase of giving lots of free stuff, but oh. I've sucked all the free stuff up. So I might have to stop uh, that free stuff. I don't know. Would you but, recommend it? Uh, if you need something to you know mindlessly click on not really <laughs> then, then no okay. uh, i i don't think i'll make it past like I, i've got a feeling it'll either stick with me for six months or i won't make it past this week <laughs> well, um, get my anime grills elsewhere uh yeah it's weird it's weird um sp- <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of weird so, speaking of weird so i mentioned maybe a couple weeks ago now that i was looking for my next for a new for a new game but i was looking for something very specific i was looking for something a bit janky a little bit shit around the edges yeah rough a rough diamond it's something a bit quirky you know and i mentioned disaster report four yes uh so i got disaster report four from never seen or heard of (laughs) prior to you mentioning it so i the only real like reference to disaster report that i have prior to this i've never played any of the others um wait this is a ps4 game it uh, ps4 switch and um ps4 switch and pc oh it is the screenshot so the, you sent through did not look like PS4. <laughs> yeah, this is the PC version. I'm playing in 4K, oh, boy. 
Um, so the only real reference I have for this is um, there was a Wii game called Disaster Day of Crisis. Right. Um, in which you have to survive various, you know, um, uh, various disasters going on in the city. Uh, and it, it was called back in the day, it was like, hey, this is very similar to Disaster Report. Um, which was on PS2. Hmm. Uh, except over here, it was called SOS, The Final Escape. Okay. Uh, you basically try and survive. Yes, at all uh, so, uh, so there's Disaster Report, uh, uh, Raw Danger, Raw. which is Disaster Report 2. Um, and then there is, a, there is a Japanese-only PSP game and then this one, Disaster Report 4, plus Summer Memories. Summer Memories, yeah. Oh, man. So, imagine, if you will, some time traveler came from 2001 and went, I've got this new game to put on your new console's future people, and it's a hot shit. It's called Disaster Report 4. It's going to blow your minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It is totally a PS2 game. Like, even even if this got released on the PS3, because that's when it was supposed to be released. Oh my god! It, uh, they they stopped the production because of the 2011 earthquakes in Japan. Wow! And they were like, "Ah, no, we'll just we'll just put this on. We'll just start. Very old. We'll, we won't." <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so this is to- like even if this got released back on ps3 we would say this is like a ps2 game that fell through from the past uh oh my god it is hilariously bad in spots and then just like it's it's never it's so bad that it's now circled back around that i am so intrigued Mm. i'm constant i am it is one of those games where i'm constantly laughing at it (laughs) like similar in similar to how you were with battlegrounds except the gameplay doesn't make me want to die <laughs> um because it's it's fairly simplistic in its gameplay oh. you can manage your hunger and thirst and you know collecting stuff and exploring is not a hassle like for some reason that there is no default run no. you just walk at a leisurely pl- pace at all times until you press the trigger i guess that's to like you know if you're navigating dangerous situations but it is so, so, so bad. <laughs> it is just, it is just hilariously bad. In so, like, the, it, is, the, in how dated it feels, yeah. and how it looks, and you can tell, like, oh, you just applied like a sheen texture to the Unreal's. I think it's the it's the Unreal Four engine. Oh. So, like, office buildings still have like the Unreal fo- that basically the default unreal for tiling yeah yeah texture inside um with a nice sheen on it you know <laughs> to like differentiate it but like characters don't react properly to earthquakes going on <laughs> unless it's a scripted event so like i was talking to this dude inside this building and he's looking for something in the drawers uh, because he's still trying to go about his day even though like the entire world has just <laughs> gone to collapsed around him yeah um and finish the conversation and the floor gives way just across from us Whoa. and collapses through so you can access the first floor properly mm. then 
and I see what his reaction is. There's no animation of him like scared. It's just, where is that file? <laughs> it's that type of janky. Need to find that file. <laughs> or searching bookcases, yeah, yeah. you would think like, ah, uh, pressing X on this bookcase, he's going to give me a little bit of dialogue about bookcases. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's this type of book in here. Um, no, it just usually says, it's a bookcase. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> or troubled woman. And then you'll click on her and it'll say, I'm troubled. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like that. It's just like none of these NPCs. There's a reason why Yakuza doesn't make any of like the city NPCs. Most of them like you don't talk to yeah. any of them. Well, it's funny. But... It's funny that you say that because I'm um, the impression that I'm getting from what I'm watching of it and how you're describing it. It feels like the same thing that happened with Shenmue Three, in that it's just like it seems like the people who made this game have not played any looked games, at- looked at anything games-wise since they made the last one. <laughs> and or, it's just or they looked at it. or they looked at games back in twenty in like two thousand nine and were like, this is gonna blow people's fucking oh, minds. Yeah. <laughs> um wait, what do you mean games have moved on since then? What? It's like it's like the multiple choices. Like there's tons of multiple choice stuff in this game. But like you don't want to choose three quarters of them because they're genuinely creepy. Creepy. Like, yeah. Like, hey, uh, th- this teacher's lost her school students, uh, and so like one of them is like, I'll go look for them. And that's the one I chose because I'm vanilla and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just like I- I'm not going down the creepy path because I'm also recording it <laughs> for content reasons. And it's just like I don't need to see how this goes if it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's like a morality system as well involved, okay. but fuck knows what it means. Because like one of the first multiple choices is like there's an old lady on the on the bus that without standing up, mm. do you offer your seat? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, you got ten morality points. Great. What does that mean? <laughs> I fucking know. You've not explained what the morality system oh. does. Does it affect anything? Does it do anything? Um. So yeah, no, like this te- this teacher's lost the students, and like one of the options was like, I'll go find them, but then like secretly you're thinking I can get closer to her. Oh, uh, and then when you and then when you find the students, it's like this this student's pretty cute. I should try my oh, hand at no. get, getting closer. It's just like, uh, no, I need this in, in a disaster game. <laughs> it's terrible, God. terrible. Like it's terribly written. The main character is like this wooden block that just sort of, sort <laughs> of like reacts five seconds after anything happens. He'll walk it. It's, it's so weird. It's not even like it's not even like the Yakuza style of like it, it, the game that it feels like is Yakuza of like right. you're walking around a city area, you do tasks, you do stuff, mm. and then story happens, and it's usually via either voice cutscenes or text yeah. boxes um but they oh my god it's just like the guy will just walk you'll walk into a room and then cutscene will happen and he'll just stand there motionless with an empty look on his face <laughs> watching these people talk and then after they've done all their actions and run past him and stuff like that not that they've stopped and gone who the fuck are you yeah. they ask that question after the events have happened <laughs> 
I presume, but like make your own character because all of the gameplay I'm looking at is is of a, a yeah. You get there's like five or six faces you can choose from right. and some hairstyles, and then you can customize them with outfits. So I've currently got a cowboy hat on and some overalls, traditional disaster attire. I bought the cowboy hat off a guy standing outside of an Italian restaurant and the overalls I nicked from some guy's office right from beneath his nose. It's like, does this guy not realize the things are going to hell and he's just selling his cowboy hat? Oh, well, this is the thing. is like half these people are like concerned about like, oh, my car still got loans on it. <laughs> not the fact that the harbor just collapsed and 60 people just fell in. Wow. And are dead. Crazy. Because... Because you look back and they're just gone. Because if you so also like so here's the thing is like there's still the natural disaster going on. There's still the earthquake and the aftershock right. still going on. Um, and um, you can die at any moment if you're not careful. Okay. Uh, so like I was stood uh, a building was so I was stood just minding my own business, going from one task to the other. Mm and an earthquake hit so there's a brace button where your guy will crouch down and if you press and hold it and then move forward you can start to crawl and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but if you brace it means you won't fall flat on your ass or flat on your face when an earthquake or an aftershock happens and won't lose any health and you won't get stressed cool. except so i'm bracing i'm like i don't know where this where this earthquake's coming from no suddenly the building starts to collapse on top of me <laughs> unannounced like um, and then and then it's game over, and you restart from your checkpoint. Right. Um, there's no really. combat, it seems. So most of like the game over stuff is just going to come from you accidentally standing on like the edge of this harbor that's collapsing because yeah. you're like the guy's like go to the lifeboat, it's over there, and then suddenly everything starts to collapse, mm. or you learn how to open the mechanical doors on a train that's crashed and so you can get through and walk through the trains mm. and then suddenly it's just like uh oh yeah the subway is collapsing uh, good luck and it's <laughs> yeah. like what no okay um but the guy is so the, the the player character is so casual about everything he's like listening into conversations he shouldn't be listening to he's just stood in the doorway um the the like casually walking in while the subway is collapsing in on itself <laughs> um uh it's just it's so odd. and it's so esoteric in like weird stuff of like you know it's got modern modern stuff in it where you know hey you've collected all these backpacks you don't have to swap the backpacks out if you don't want to oh. Um, they just all go into one socket in the inventory. But then items will fill the inventory oh. instead of going into their own yeah, yeah. pocket. Or, uh, uh, you know, and then it's got like quests of like, hey, this guy's got a concussion. He needs some water to, you know, take some medicine yeah. or whatever. Um. I, I don't know. I I turned around and I'd given this guy a bottle of water. I don't know what he actually needed because <laughs> uh, it's all in Japanese. It's all in Japanese except for subtitles. Oh right, okay, yeah. Um, Yakuza style again. Mm. Um, but like, there's this guy. He's locked in the toilet. He won't come out until he's got toilet paper. So you've got to talk to the clerk who's hiding in the storeroom, who gives you an outfit. The the 
the shop's uniform right. for you then to serve the line of customers <laughs> and then he'll tell you where the toilet paper is. <laughs> uh, I mean, what other that, way would there it, have been? Exactly, exactly. I, I'm so intrigued. It's so weird. It's so bad. Yeah, that I'm I can genuinely intrigued. It, I can see why why you're continuing to play it because I would be equally as just like, I mean, I have to see more <laughs> of what the fuck this is. I have to see how my little cowboy man <laughs> with bright blue hair, like it gives you like a load of multiple choices of like at the start of like what's your background and what do you would you do in an event mm. of like this and then it, it none of it seems to make Doesn't... any fucking sense. <laughs> Like, none of it has any, like, major bearing on, like, your character. There's no, like, your intelligence is 22. It's just like, no, you are, a, I, I am now a young man going for a job interview and then an earthquake happened. <laughs> um, it's, it's so... What a, what a weird, janky game. It's, it's just delightful. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad, but it's just like... You know, as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm probably going to start playing it again. I love it. Um, but yeah, from disaster reports to the, the, oh, there is actually a the thought of making a sequel. Oh, number five. Yeah, number five in the game's epilogue. There is a mention of a fifth game. Wow. Um, yeah, that's no. Like, if you want to know how badly it did, even for Mitsu didn't give it a top score no and it's a japanese made game um disaster report five. yeah there's nothing on what, what else? about disaster report five yeah they've 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 made not a lot of games it seems i have just seen the box art for raw danger though it's fucking great isn't is... it wow a ps2 ass ps2 game <laughs> yeah is like bottom of the five pound bin in Asta. I've never seen that before in my life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but in like, I am consistently. It is the hardest I've laughed at a game in a long time. <laughs> like the guy will just walk into rooms, and each screen where he walks into the room, he like does this big stride in. So like stepping. he takes like one one big step into the room and some of the rooms aren't big enough for the character's full animation to fully complete. So he just bonks himself <laughs> into the wall. Motionless. Like there's no like animation to go along yeah. with the bonk. It's, it's just phases like in there. it just phases in and then the door closes and then you, you explore the room. Wow. But you know, considering like a majority of the game is about exploring, like <laughs> you'd think they're trying that down. A lot of the areas are fucking boring. <laughs> it is a lot of Japanese ass office hallways Box, and yeah. corridors and white fluorescent lights. And okay. there's been one cool area where like the building started collapsing in with me in it. And I had to escape with this lady, but then it just sort of dumps you outside into this motionless, still, what unreal through unreal four mm. environment of like uh, you just you this is shit that's uh <laughs> but it's great that collapsing building section was probably what was in the proof of concept slash trailer oh absolutely this was probably like the, the, the proof of concept back when when they did when they had the ps3 version yeah. and someone went hey you guys should finish this for us 
Um, Man. Just get, let's get this out there now. Like, let's make some money back on this development. As I say every week, Joel, you always teach me about something new on this on this podcast. Oh, I, I try. I've never <laughs> seen or heard of Disaster Report before, but now... I, I'm trying to find... I might go down a bit of a rabbit hole. I've just found a video essay on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find things to make video essays and videos on myself. So mm. it's like trying to find various stuff. Um, speaking of developments, though, Ooh. um, Hitman developers IO Interactive are making a new game. Oh, are we hopping into news now? I presume yeah okay let's hop into news i've got i've I've talked i've talked all about my games um cool yeah yeah so hitman making making something non-hitman sort of maybe not confirmed Uh, not confirmed they are making it the next james bond 007 game say what oh that's interesting Okay. Uh, so, how much do you want to bet that it is Hitman, but with James, James Bond? Bond? Yes, you're probably right. And maybe, and uh, which is fine. Project that, Yeah, as it goes, it's probably one of the better if they franchises want... they could kind of slap onto the Hitman. Yeah, I, I am. I'm not a massive James Bond fan, nor you no, know. No, I wouldn't James... say so either. Um, I've you know no reverence for most of the bonds and stuff like that um but hey if io want to make a good spy game I, yeah. more power to them yeah I want to um, get, like more excited like uh, well not a lot more excited because it's james bond obviously it does have quite a cast of iconic characters but odds are they probably won't be included it'll be about one of the new films or the new bond whoever that is Oh, I could see them actually having, you it know, like if Daniel. I've got a feeling. I could, I've got a feeling like it's either. Do you, Do you think it'll either be Daniel Craig providing his last role as James do Bond, they? or do you think who's even, or do you think they go with Piers Brosnan? Oh, that's my show. Do, do, um, that's the Bond from from our time. <laughs> our time. Uh, do they bring in the surfboards? <laughs> um no i there's not much announced about this just that they're working on it and it's a good um, idea it's a very good <laughs> idea like it, yeah i'm not excited about the james bond bit i'm more excited about uh io making something either relatively new or brand new you know what i mean yeah absolutely so like yeah working with because like i've liked a majority of all you know a majority of io's games you say a majority present I wonder what ones you didn't like. I've literally just seen what their main franchises are, and I'm like, oh, like I, I am one of those that likes Kane and Lynch. You are, aren't you? I forgot about that. That's where um, I was going with that. I thought you were going to say how you hated it, but now I remember you actually didn't. Yeah, I remember you saying. I don't properly. mind. I don't mind Mini Ninjas. Was that also? Mini Ninjas was pretty damn good. I'm going to be honest. Um, I was taken quite. I was quite surprised at how good Mini Ninjas was yeah that was that was like in their weird times um like i don't like you know i don't like a lot of those early hitman games hitman's one of those franchises that i've not participated in at all other than the the newer ones which i've played like a couple of hours of the newer ones the newer ones once you get into their weirdness 
because they're you know they're still got like some weirdness to them, but they're a much smoother to play. Yeah, um, they're basically like they they they, ob- they make those original games obsolete in a way that's like detrimental to when they put out that HD collection. Well, I'm looking at oh, a little of, while ago. Well, I'm looking at the the games they've that I have developed, and just alone, there's eight Hitman games on there. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was one of the they, franchises they've... I just saw, and I was like, "This is a lot of these. How different can they all be?" There's a lot of them, but you know, like, okay, Hitman. You know, there's a reason Hitman Two allows you to play all the Hitman One levels. Oh, really? Um, it's 2018 Hitman Two, not the 2002. Oh, right, right. Hitman Two. <laughs> um, yeah, because the 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 hit the Hitman reboot was basically like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna wear." Probably make this a service so game. Many games, they were like, we need to reboot this. Yeah. Also, because those old games got fucking, you know, the, the, the Absolution was a misstep. Hmm. Um, in hindsight, at the time, I enjoyed it, but like looking back on it now, it's like, uh, this is like Hitman, but not really. Misses all the th- good stuff about Hitman. Um, and then. Uh, let's close that one down. Um, going back to uh, PlayStation 5s. Oh, yes. Curry's. Curry's, my boys. Um, on the 19th of December, uh, November, this was updated. Released. Uh, Curry, Curry's actually like um, started selling consoles early. Oh yeah, and then and then game basically were like, hey, our the, the, these consoles are too big to deliver. Uh, the, the so some of you weren't getting them today. Oh, um, too big, too big. And then it was basically a back and forth between Yodel and Game of like, hey, this this, this the, what what you're talking about? This is this is your fault. <laughs> yeah, this ain't on us. Um, oh. Huh. So that's that's how that's pretty bad for some people. I will admit I was semi uh semi worried on on Thursday when when mine was supposed to be coming. I was like cuz I heard that some places might be having issues and some people might not get it on the day even if they did pre-order it. I was a bit kind of like, ah, maybe I'm not going to get it. But <laughs> no, it turned out fine. But it turned out fine. Um that Spider-Man remastered now supports your p- saves from the PS4 version. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, which is just in time for a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel the need to to get the remastered PS4 Spider Man purely because I I'd only played it for the first time this year over lockdown, so I was like, I'm not going to play it all over again when I only played it about four three months ago. So, um, yeah. And then announcements. Announcements. Uh, announcements. Uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is going ahead. Oh, starts shooting next year under Blumhouse. Interesting. Um, so it's either going to be one of the scariest movies you see, or pure dog shite. There is no in between <laughs> with them. Um, and I swear to God, if that trailer comes up and it says from the producers of, producers of Get Out, I will call bullshit. <laughs> They're both horror films, um, right? It's relevant. But, but, it's relevant. We did that one. Remember that one? It was really Please good. Oh, what one. have we done? What have we done since? Oh, that Halloween soft reboot was okay, mm-hmm. and that uh, Invisible Man reboot was oh, very wow, good. 
It was legitimately very good. Mm. That I, I don't do horror um, films. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's it's fine. It's fucked, but it's fine. Um, but the so hmm, I, I guess following on from at uh, this point, uh, fo- <laughs> weirdly following on from Kingdom Hearts three. Oh. Uh, the world ends with you. Is guessing a sequel? Oh, I saw. There's also an anime. Is there? Uh, yeah. So there was. So there's two. Um. Sorry, I'm just looking for for a article. But mm, I had the trailer pop up on my recommended stuff. Uh, I was just looking for a trailer relating to Kingdom Hearts 3. So spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 3. Don't think anyone really particularly cares. Like there's a secret there's a secret ending. Oh. Basically. Um you will get uh oh, come on. <laughs> These fucking clickbait articles. I tried Kingdom Hearts during lockdown and I just couldn't get on with it. I I I I, I I tried them a couple years ago, I want to say. Mm. At this point, I got to I got through one and the bulk of the in-between stuff. I couldn't even that you need to know all the the early parts of one. It just felt so yeah. One is a terrible terrible fucking oh. video game. Um so and it combat, doesn't get better. Combat's not good. By the end of it, by the end of it you're like, "Oh, this feels like something that looks like Kingdom Hearts, yeah. but Boy, does this game need a remaster properly, mm. rather than just HD textures? Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, at the end of Kingdom Hearts three, there is um. Oh, come on, why do all these people just fucking say what it is? <laughs> why do I have to watch a video? Um, so that's content creation for you, Joel. Well, this is this is why the content. This is why things are fucking dying on the internet um essentially essentially the end secret ending of kingdom hearts leads in to like referencing uh the world ends with you really but it's all one big universe that's that's interesting i never knew those two franchises were at all connected uh i'm trying to find if that's actually the case because so there is a secret boss in. It's basically uh, the world of the world ends with yeah. you that you're in. It's not like the character straight up no. is there, um, but the character that you fight in that secret boss is the original protagonist, basically for the Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen, Whoa. like the original basis of Noctis. That's so weird. Like slightly redesigned, you know, grey hair and stuff like that, but it's basically the same character. Great. Um so uh they're now making an actual sequel to The World Ends With You, which has had several re-releases. Yeah, I was tempted to get it on Switch because I've always heard good things. Um there's that DS version which people still swear by. Um and then there's the final remix version for Switch. Yeah. It's also on phones. Hmm. Hmm. Um, if that's more your bag, um still wildly expensive for a game that is 13 years old at this point um 
much like Disaster Report 4, wildly expensive <laughs> regardless of where you go. Because it's hard it's to get th- hold of, yeah, because it's not... It's 30-something pounds. It's like 49.99 on PS4 still. I will admit one of the first thoughts I had when I saw the game and uh, and kind of what it was, I was like, you're willing to... I'm willing to bet that Joel probably actually spent a fair bit of money on this. Yep. Uh, you don't want to know. That's you don't want to know. How, well, I, I went through a lot of websites to find <laughs> the... And it was still too much. Um, yeah, no, this looks like th- the world ends with you, but like you know, bigger and better and faster too. <laughs> He's the first member of <laughs> the yeah. Final Fantasy crew. Yeah, um, yeah it, uh, I have. I, I've never really played the world ends with you outside no, of maybe by. a couple attempts, but this is certainly leaning me look further and further to like mm, yeah, yeah this will be my next switch game i might look into it if it kind of piques my interest then uh yeah i probably probably will play that it's, one. it's just interesting that square enix are like actually i i, I guess the, the re-release is actually like you know god knows what it's actually going to be like mm. If it's actually a direct sequel or if it's just like, hey, if it's in the same world with some references. Yeah, like a semi-reboot thing. Um, and then Sega have said like the 15th anniversary of Yakuza. Ah, yes. I saw there's like a live stream going on, wasn't there? Yeah, will include... So this was updated yesterday. So when's this live stream? 8th of December. There'll be a live stream featuring Takaya Karuda and... Um, who is best known for? I can't remember. <laughs> he is. Tell me who he is. He oh, he's the voice actor for Kiryu. Oh yeah. Um, that makes sense why he would be featuring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the voice actor for Ichi. He's been in a lot of things. Um. So 11 a.m. UK time on the 8th of December, there is a live stream with future developments because guess what? Those Yakuza games are yearly in Japan or nearly yearly, and pretty much. Pretty good, all things considered, as well. Exactly. Yeah, it turns and, out. I've played at the very least. Um, um, yeah. I, I, think, I think this, after I'm done with Disaster Report, I might, barrel through three four five and six i yeah i am so guilty of i finished i didn't even finish zero i got so close to finishing zero and absolutely loved it i don't know why i didn't finish it and now i'm kind of at a point where i'm just like i've got playstation 5 stuff and all this other stuff i want to play and i'm like i feel so bad that i've never gone back to yakuza because i know i'd absolutely love all of them (laughs) oh yeah like it is it gets more and more ridiculous as it goes along and i would be especially interested to see how uh kiwami 2 yeah and 6 run on a ps5 considering maybe that's my excuse dog shit on a ps4 really at times yeah like Mm. sub double frames like at times because they added a load of ragdoll stuff into the game oh yeah and it just utterly breaks like certain stuff Mm. like you're beating you know it's cool like you're throwing people around like nothing and but it's like ah i can see this in slow motion um with tons of motion blur to try and mask it (laughs) um and then the the playstation boss well 
PlayStation Barca, Jim Ryan, CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, who I think Sony needed to say, like, hey, stop giving interviews. Oh, because you keep dis- yeah, you keep disappointing everyone with your bluntness about video game dis- uh, development, which is it's refreshing. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's sort of like, boy, Jim Ryan has a lot of opinions on games that don't instill confidence in unique individual IPs being developed. <laughs> it's all about franchises, um, brother. He says de- developing new IPs is very risky. Yeah, um, I mean, so basically, hey, it costs a hundred million dollars to make these things some days. On on a surface level, I can see the point, but also, yeah, it's not like not at really some what point. I hear about kind of creative new ideas is probably a no. I I have a feeling that them investing in Death Stranding maybe didn't pay off for them in a way that they were hoping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like since Death Stranding, they've gone way in on investing on like third-party indie titles like Bug Snacks and Fall Guys yeah, of yeah. like, hey, we'll make this free. Don't worry about it. Um, Speaking of, I know. did find a, a Death Stranding reference in Astro's Playroom as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. That is a... That is a slight deep cut there's a little robot with a bunch of boxes on its back struggling to walk through some clay (laughs) i was like that's got to be death stranding Uh, shit yeah uh yeah no jim ryan is also the same dude that said like yeah no one's interested in backwards compatibility um and he's also because so like sony have like shifted their focus away from japan basically a little bit um, you can see that with it within the PS5 itself, because uh, Circle and uh, X are now swapped over in Japan. That's weird. Yeah. Um, to which a lot of Japanese people are <laughs> not particularly happy with. No, it's something um, you've been conditioned for for the past God knows how long. Especially when all the games are still using that, uh, the backwards. Well, yeah, way of like Yakuza, Yakuza Seven, yeah, like you know, well, like Yakuza Seven in Japan still uses circles confirm and stuff like that. Oh, right, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. So, like, the individual software still has to enable the backwards, like which way they want it set. It's not console. It's not console based. Strange. Um, and then. Uh, one piece of happy news before we jump into the big thing big boy um was uh that re- the resin tetris effect designer uh tetsuya mizuguchi uh celebrating the 19th anniversary of res by announcing a new project about music you can feel and see Ooh, cool i have every faith in uh already because tetris effect was fucking rad great yeah, and Res is great, so... Yeah, yeah, it's cool too. Uh, yeah. I bet it is an exclusive PS5 game with haptic feedback in it. It like, very well might do. You could be onto uh, it right there. Sounds That sounds nice, doesn't it? It does. I would love a, a Tetris Effect-y style game with the sensual vibrations of the dual sense. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I don't want to know what you're doing with that controller. <laughs> 
Right. So, what was on a Reddit page at one point mm. has now been independently verified by IGN, Eurogamer, and then Push Square and everywhere else has basically just ran with it Pretty since much. they've done the, they've done the legwork. Um, so this, so Capcom was attacked by ransomware. Um, which for those that don't know what ransomware is, it's ransom software. Oh, yeah. Um, they 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 will they, they come into your computers, they hack your shit, they lock you out unless you pay pay up basically. Mm-hmm. Um, usually by Bitcoin these days, which is wild yes. to think about. Um, so then it's, it's just a matter to, of like hard seeing where harder to track unless you know what you're looking oh, for. Yeah. Um which is, hey, see where this money got transferred to? Hey, where did $2 million get transferred? Uh, oh, here. <laughs> uh, we don't know who to, but we know it's gone here. Place, yeah. uh, so basically Capcom confirmed that, uh, don't worry, it's just corporate employee and customer information may have been compromised, but nothing that you have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, the customer information, obviously, worry about, yeah. but... Uh, because but they've basically said like, hey, don't worry about it. It's just emails. It seems like or names, mm. because hopefully they've got everything salted and hashed in the same in the right ways. Yes. But from this leak, data breach, yeah. um, they released a document that was then independent independently verified by a GM and. Eurogamer, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which has all the games up until 2024 that they have planned, mm. um, including. So I've seen a couple names going around for this Resident Evil game first hand, yeah, for Q4 21, which is uh, this this IGN article calls it I, I Resident Evil Outbreak, but it's I've seen it called Outrage. Outrage, okay. Yeah, uh, which is supposedly uh, the code name for the next Revelations game. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, which is Q four twenty one. Would be interested. Dragon's Dogma two. Anyone? Very interested. I'd love Dragon's that... Dogma one. Maybe this will be the deep down that everyone wanted oh, all along. I had such high hopes for deep down when they showed that. <laughs> uh, it seemed like, yeah, all the pieces were falling into place for that to be Dragon's Dogma 2, but it just never really materialized. Um, uh, but yeah, Dragon's Dogma 2, um, I feel like it's an, I guess now, number one is an underappreciated. Uh, yeah, everyone that, that t- everyone that talks about it has it's like big love for it. It's It's good in most parts and even the jank is kind of charming in it as well so yeah very excited it's been like i always 10 years or something like that yeah i always wanted it to be a little bit more i wanted it to have co-op in it it just was not that type of game it seems like it would work really well for that kind of thing because you have a a party system with what are basically yeah faceless kind of goons helpers yeah you have the one that you make as well that kind of sticks with and then the ones that you can hire too, yeah so it seems like it would be made for co-op and ideally i guess it will be if they're uh, yeah but i guess i guess like dragon's dogma 2 makes sense now in 2022 
rather than a few years ago where it was just a mediocre success considering there's a Netflix show. There is a Netflix show. Oh, I've not seen that actually. I forgot that existed. And I've I've heard I've heard people say like, "Hey, maybe forget that it exists." Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard that too. <laughs> Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Uh I'm always excited <laughs> for for new fighting game based things, however, with a healthy amount of skepticism. Because what uh, does Street Fighter need to do to make a comeback after 5 was It's tough to know because obviously the, the the big comeback that street fighter has already made once before was with street fighter 4 which was mm. largely going back to its roots in a lot of the stuff that were in street fighter 2 and also kind of trying to make a, a somewhat simplified but still relatively difficult to master sort of game i don't feel like they can go back to their roots again i don't feel like it's been long enough <laughs> so i'm a bit like Ugh. and everything i've heard just- from kind of the channels that i follow is the development on Street Fighter 6 has been a bit rocky at the very least. Yeah, not so think, happy with uh, what's been coming out of and that's what's led to Yoshinori Ono being ousted as the director of Street Fighter into so more he was of a hands-off it. role. I think he's like an yeah. ambassador or something now or whatever. Yeah, cuz I think he left Capcom straight up. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. I'll I'll obviously keep an eye on it and I'll almost definitely play it anyway. But yeah yeah we'll see is the is the worry with street fighter 6 that it is just street fighter 6 and not you know like it seems like the jump from tekken 6 to tekken 7 was like met with uh an embrace yeah i would i would say that whereas it seems like if you came back with just straight up street fighter 6 it's just sort of like with nothing mm. particularly or does it? Or does it just need to have actual good netcode this time around? Yeah, it was a big problem with with Street Fighter was the online. Uh, does it also need a new fresh coat of paint? I think so. I think they need to go for a different visual style because I I don't think many people really liked the banana can. Yeah, the way that the number five looked. I mean, people there were there were quite quite a few people that didn't really like the way that number four looked with how everyone was like super chunky and everything. I loved fours. Yeah, it was four, good. Four, I, didn't, I didn't dislike. I probably like four more than three. Uh, five looked. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested. I'll I'll have a look. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Mega Man match. Yeah, I presume that's a mobile game. <laughs> I, I assume so. Uh, this that is going that is going to be. There is going to be no one happy with that. I can oh, tell you now. I can't believe you're whoring Mega Man out like this. We've had no Mega Man game in a decade, and this is what this is what you give us. Well, like two years, maybe or three years, or whatever. Yeah. Mega Man Eleven slash Twelve, whatever the most recent one was. Came when was, was when was that? When was that? When was the last like Mega Man thing? Maybe it's on the Switch. Oh shit! Eleven. It maybe. was. I like Mega Man, but I've just not. I didn't play the new one. <laughs> Mega Man 11, yeah, that's right. But still, people, uh, people are never happy with, with what Mega Man's doing. Uh, some some oh, yeah, the time, rightfully so, because, you know, it is one of their kind of most famous characters that they've just wanted to not do anything with. But then again, I a lot of the stuff that they did ended up falling through, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, the dude involved mainly with yeah. Mega Man went on to do Mighty Number no. 9, and we know all that really went. well. <laughs> 
Um, then more controversially than that, Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah. So the voice actors for Leon and Claire have been oh, yeah. in the motion capture studio again. Yeah. So are they are they taking liberties with Resident Evil Four? Yeah, because I remember asking you when we spoke about this a few weeks ago. I was like, to my knowledge, I've not played Resident Evil Four, but I've seen more than enough of it to know that Claire is not in that game. <laughs> yeah, Resident. So Resident Evil, like I, I can't remember what we said about it's Leon said a couple weeks ago. But- Ashley, it's Leon, Ashley, and Ada, and but for the most part, like it has very little. It pulls in very little from either side of you know. It pulls very little from its history. It's a clean break of sorts. Yeah, because I mean, it's in like a completely foreign area. Yeah, like yeah, like there's no zombies. It's you know, it sets up Resident Evil Five story. Mm sort of but like wesker's only a five second clip like the main villain of the series is barely in that game yeah um it's just leon in spain yeah i mean everyone raves about resident evil 4 obviously a lot of people say yeah so this this is so this is this this is the thing is like if you're remaking it do you do you what do you what do you remake because it's changed yeah what gets changed because like do you add walking and shooting? Do you just make it Resident? Do you make it just Resident Evil Two, but with Resident Evil 4's location and enemy bravado? Could you imagine? Because like, if they added walking into it, oh. I mean, it would break. Like, it would break a lot of what Resident Evil Four is now, um, because Resident Evil Four basically switches from shooting gallery to tense thriller mm. sort of thing um it's never really particularly scary yeah um but like you would have to redesign a lot of that game from the ground up um i i sort of hope it is just sort of uh, like hey we changed we 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 made we made some of it different yeah maybe I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to like put it into words, but it's like it's a game that you wouldn't think would need it, a remake, but they probably want to make one because people will. It's, it. it's like the it's like the current rumors to do with like the Metal Gear Solid remake from Bluepoint. Like down for that. you you can't remake Metal Gear Solid in 2020 without completely changing yeah. what Metal Gear Solid was, That's right. because like. Shadow Moses is not a very big area, mm-hmm. and when they try to literally translate it over into the Twin Snakes GameCube remake, mm. it like implementing Metal Gear Solid Two and modern stealth tactics and stuff like that completely broke that game entirely. Oh, man, uh, like, hey, you can go first person and shoot tranquilizer darts. Oh, this makes all of this trivial. <laughs> Because I can immediately see where Ocelot is. I don't have to dodge around the pillars. I can just shoot him from behind the pillar and squeaky bum him out. <laughs> like, I can just use my spooter gun oh, man. and shoot him from the side. Um, like, the tank fight is completely trivial- trivialized because I can just shoot the dude from afar. It does not matter. Mm. Um, so, like, it's the same with Resident Evil 4. Like, 
there are certain sequences in that game that it's it's also the same like Mel Gear 3 like you can't remake Mel Gear 3 without fundamentally altering what it is yeah without giving it just a fresh coat of paint and maybe a couple cleanup things here and mm. there within gameplay yeah. you know it'll be interesting to like, see what they do it would be very interesting to see what they do and it'd be very interesting to see how they change the story if at all hmm. to like try and tie it in a little bit more with resident evil 5 Maybe. and 6 yeah um and then it also raises the question do like they start remaking resident evil 5 <laughs> when do, yeah when do we hit the point because where? That, like where do you yeah like or do we just forget that resident evil 5 and 6 happened yeah because resident evil 6 still sold well yeah yeah but boy that's a 30 hour game that's three different games in one mashed together three campaigns mashed together with and then the fourth game that's in there completely removing what made resident evil 6 you know co-op it's just like you're just ada and it's just like oh i can't do this with anybody um and then the one that's not surprising is monster hunter 6 it makes them all the money It makes them all the money. Like, like I don't know if it'll be Monster Hunter 6 or if it'll be Monster Hunter Rise G or... World 2. Or if Rise is now going to be like, hey, Monster Hunter Rise is the Switch games yeah. and World 2 is the... Next gen PC. Yeah. Um, unless Rise just suddenly gets a, a release date later mm. on. Um... Super Street Fighter 6. I've got Biohazard Apocalypse listed here. Yeah, I don't... I, so I put this into Google and then it gave me that terrible 3D mo- uh, terrible movie <laughs> with Mila Jovovich. So I'm like, uh... So this ain't probably it. some kind of project on the Resident Evil side we don't know much about. Yeah, I would assume... I'd, I'd assume it's the... Um, it's, it's whatever their... Co- like, whatever their current run of resident evil games is leading up to mm. like hey maybe resident evil 4 remake has claire in it as like a link you know sort of thing yeah. a link in like she's looking for chris again yeah um and the biohazard apocalypse i don't know i don't know well, that could be resident evil's like as much as they're trying to clean up resident evil they're still they still can't help themselves <laughs> old habit um, hard like Resident Evil Seven was meant to be this very clean break for them, and then the, like the ending is like I'm Chris Redfield, and it's like oh, oh fuck what Jesus, <laughs> here we go. And then Resident and then Resident Evil Eight is like I'm Chris Redfield, but I'm evil. Bad Chris, Chris bad. I'm like I'm like John Cena if you went to the NWO. <laughs> Resident Evil Firefly Funhouse. Uh, and then there's a couple remakes here. Yeah, I mean, Final Fight and Power Stone. Just a, just a point on on the Street Fighter side of things, because yeah, oh, we've yes. got Super Street Fighter Six and Ultra Street Fighter Six, both <laughs> listed here. And I'm like, I was one of those people who used to very much defend Capcom and their constant re-releases of of their Street Fighter games by being like, well, people buy the same kind of sports games each year just with updated shit. But even I can't get past the cynicism of them literally having this shit planned out this far ahead. <laughs> where they're like, we're going to release normal Street Fighter in Q3 22, and then Super in Q4 23, and then Ultra in Q4 24. I'm like, guys, God. 
<laughs> and this is the thing this is the problem that people had with street fighter 5 was like this was meant to just be the street fighter platform yeah like that's how you advertise it to us and uh no uh, that uh it's, well, it's a completely different game edition or whatever it was yeah um well not a completely different game but you know like i'm basically downloading a brand new game just to get the update essentially yeah um, yeah the remakes final fight and power stone i'm uh both very curious both, choices yeah. Like I guess they saw from afar, like the Streets of Rage Four, did pretty well for itself. There's, there's, some, other, well. there's some other kind of beat 'em ups that have circled in the past few years that have done pretty okay, like uh, River City Girls and things like that. So maybe there's yeah. a bit of a so, but but also but also like looking at it from looking at it like it being listed as Q2 2024 mm. sort of like gives me pause to think like. Is this bigger than just a 2D? Maybe. Is this going to be like a 3D brawler? Are they going to try it again? Like Final Fight Streetwise. Yeah, like, are they going to try it? Are they going to try 3D Final Fight? It could work. It could work. I dare say that with it being linked so closely in with Super Street Fighter 6's release date, we'll see some Final Fight stuff in Street Fighter again, like we did in 5. Also, also this like 2024 from this list, like you've no idea like what other games they've got, oh, you know, in in the bank, you know, in the pipeline and stuff like that. But it looks like 2024 is there. Oh boy, we did a lot in the last couple of years. Oh. Uh, let's just uh, take well. it slow. <laughs> Ultra Street Fighter Six, Final Fight remakes, yeah. like Power Stone remake is the most interesting one. Yeah, people have wanted they Power just... Stone remake for a long time they literally just need to put online multiplayer into that hey. give me give yeah. me it slightly up res yeah you know so that i can see in 4k or whatever and then fuck it just put online play that's all we need i i'm wouldn't be I mean, well i just remember when they were kind of putting the feelers out there for whether they wanted to resurrect dark stalkers as a franchise or not and <laughs> they released the hd collection and that didn't sell very well and they were like, well, yeah. I guess we're not going to make a new one because people didn't buy their collection. So it surprises me that they're just going to do a Power Stone remake, or at the very least, it might signify that they might re-release the old Power Stones a bit earlier to at least gauge interest. I don't know. but Yeah, because like, you know, game development's very complicated. All of these could get cancelled. Street Fighter Six could never happen. Um, we've no idea. And then the last thing on this list is Resident Evil Hank, Hank. but IG, IGN says likely Hunk. Yes, likely Hunk. Uh, this is this Resident is the Evil Tom Hanks. <laughs> you are a zombie. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, Wilson. Um... <laughs> I've got to put you down, Wilson. And he just pops the ball. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Resident uh, likely Hunk likely hunk uh this is the this is the making boba fett your main character situation that star wars (laughs) dangerously came close to before realizing like yeah i kind of had hey boba fett kind of sucks yeah well yeah he just look he just looks cool what if we just made an entire series about a different boba fett we uh yeah we kind of had something relatively similar to my knowledge with operation raccoon city right that was a bunch of hunk looking dudes that yeah you played as umbrella mercenaries 
survival but the peak of like left for dead being a thing and won't be as bad because i heard that was quite bad oh my god so bad (laughs) it was so bad that was that was like one of those games that like you were shocked that they that when when you heard like oh they're shutting the servers down how long has it been out like a few months yikes it was one of those games where it's just like it was in out and then shut down almost immediately i didn't know um yeah yeah like that that was the as um Matt McMuscles has repeatedly says on what happened is uh, like that was the era of like developers uh, these major Japanese publishers floundering and trying to hit the West with what they thought they liked, mm. um, and it completely backfired on them with Raccoon City. Yeah. Um, have you, as a, a complete side note on the Matt McMuscles tangent, have you checked out his um, Gone Too Soon series as well? No, those are quite good. Those are video essays on particular developers that have since become defunct or whatever. Stuff like Clover Studios and things like that. Then um, he does like postmortems on them. It's very good. You may enjoy. Mm, I will enjoy that. I will. I will sip that. I will sip it up. Like, I mean, yeah, they uh, they they talk a lot about platinum in one of them. So <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Yeah, well, Capcom. Capcoms. <laughs> they've got they've got plans. If it's all uh, as I, as I said in our kind of group chat with Dragon's Dogma, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, Final Fight, and Power Stone all on all on tap. Supposedly, they're very much going for my market. I believe. Uh, yeah, it is Jacob's. It is Jacob's five years. I'm a big. I was. I'm a big Capcom head anyway. Well, at least I was in my in my youth in my teen years. So. I I have a big I have a big reverence for Capcom's products and stuff like that that they're the characters yeah. and stuff that they yeah that's probably um like I don't I don't have you know I, I I'm not great at Street Fighter but I will gladly sit down and watch Street Fighter Two the movie oh yeah the animated one um, live action one as well yeah just because. <laughs> Just because it's nearly Tuesday. <laughs> we should add that to that list of movies that we said we were oh, going to yeah. watch. I, I would happily do that. I think, I, th- I think Ollie would really get a kick out of that film. Well, Mortal Kombat as well. Good video game. Ooh. Well, except for Armag- uh, Mortal Kombat, well, Armageddon yes. can get in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> the original Mortal Kombat. Are you excited for that, last mo- that new Mortal Kombat movie? I've not seen too much about it, if I'm honest. Uh, the director said it's going to be gory cool i mean yeah that's what people want mk these days if you look at mk11 or you just want i I just want a animatronic goro to make his reappearance (laughs) i just also like that mk11 lent into the um movie references instead of like disparaging like distancing itself from even having the voice actor for shang sung be the actor yeah Yeah. that was that was pretty cool yeah Let's end this show, Jacob. We've been going for three hours. <laughs> three hours. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Go watch stuff. Sure. Um, go watch. We will go watch go stuff. Watch the things Joel makes. And then, and then also, yeah. Goodbye. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.